This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. They just talk all Sam and Dean. I'm going to do a public service and uh, let you know that, that you overshare. This started season four. This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast about the TV show Supernatural. I'm your hesitant host, Jeremy Greer. <laughs> yes. I, very, I very, I very, almost, I almost, I almost forgot our podcast tag again. <laughs> but I think I saved it right there at the end. I'll edit all this out so it, so it doesn't exist, especially us laughing back and forth. With me, as always, is my buddy Chris Mosier. Hey, Chris, how are you this evening? Hey, it's uh, it's great. It's great to be here, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I appreciate you um, adjusting our schedule a little bit. We're, we're recording at a different time than we usually do. We usually do. Yeah, like this Monday episode afternoons. is supposed to post in three hours. So yeah, yeah, we're basically recording this at like three in the morning on Thursday. So <laughs> shout outs to future <laughs> listeners in a couple of hours. We appreciate you. Um, but no, thanks for 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 accommodating our weird schedule this week. It's it's been kind of crazy. Like. I think I think we could both just say that like work and life has been crazy lately, right? Like, yeah, we don't live Winchester think- <laughs> lives, but I think that we still live like some pretty weird lives. Yeah, I'm not trying to stop the apocalypse, but I got a lot on my plate. You know what I mean? But I feel like the apocalypse was trying to stop me. Is what I feel like. You know, I, but, I, but you know, like I like I feel like the apocalypse is trying to stop me. You know, yeah, like, like me personally. <laughs> Have you seen that picture that floats around of the, uh, it's like a picture of a lake and there's a thunderstorm and there's uh, like three lightning strikes that are going into the lake and it's like, fuck these three fish in particular. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm one of those fish. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I feel like I'm just swimming along, trying to get a worm. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Thor comes and just kills my ass. Yeah. I'm out here just trying to talk about hunks. And then I catch a hammer to the face. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just I not do. good. I have caught that same hammer, my friend. I have. <laughs> like, damn it, Thor. Like, what's cool off? And, uh, and better news, after last week's kind of a bummerino of an episode, we are, mm-hmm. uh, we're back on the full-on metaplot supernatural train. We That's have true. three supernatural feels episodes, man. Like, these are, yeah. these are some of our best episodes. They... They, they matter a lot. They're, I think they're extremely important. I think they're all very well written. I think they're all a lot of fun. We may be here for a while, Chris. Like if, if you're out there listening, you're probably looking at your podcatcher and like looking at the time going, no, he was wrong. You didn't. <laughs> but I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like starting out, like this might be the first four-hour podcast. So this is going to be me leading off a, of you. It's usually, I feel like I am just rambling on and on and on. You know what? I'm just going to save it because I'll probably end up doing it anyway. I was going to say, <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched the episodes now that like, can I, can I even pull this off? Yeah. But, yeah. Luckily, we have the Supernatural Wiki, and we have my very good notes that has stuff like floredbythelord.com at 3 minutes and 30 seconds, because <laughs> I make note of the most important things in a podcast. <laughs> I think I have your... Uh, hold on. No, just kidding, everybody. Cut this out, Jeremy, because everything was fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Everything's good? Yeah, everything was great. I was on, I had, I had your notes from last week up still. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's definitely not getting cut out. Uh, Ta-da! Be the editor. So, uh, before we get into these three great episodes, would you like to remind our listeners what happened on the last few episodes of Monster of the Week? Oh, I would love to. So, last time on Monster of the Week, the boys got wrapped up with a couple of douchebag slang magicians, mm-hmm. took a trip back to high school to hang out with some ghosts that Sam bullied, mm-hmm. uh, before finally trading blows over the love of a siren named Nick. And here we are, <laughs> dealing with the fallout of this um, this this Nick battle of the Nicks. I don't know. They they were fighting over the love of a of a siren named Nick. But, uh, to, the, just to reiterate, and the boys did get a little real with each other, which is carried mm-hmm. on in this first episode. Which I I know it's it's a pretty simple device for you know writers to use when they talk when they, when they do these you know, serialized shows just to bring plot elements from the last episode into this one. But Supernatural does it in such a way that I really really enjoy. Like I. I like it when they talk about the things that have been happening. Like that makes mm-hmm. me very happy. And I, and sometimes I think they should talk about it more. Like at one point I really just want Sam to look over and like, do you remember that job with the three magi- magicians? That was yeah. fucking weird. I can't believe that we just, we killed a, a magician. We, we, just hung, we just hung out and watched a guy kill his magician friend. That was weird. Wasn't that, wasn't that weird? Dude. <laughs> Dean, Dean, is that a little weird to you? Dean, a week and a half ago, you had sex with an angel. <laughs> and 17 minutes after that, I had sex with a demon. Are we not going to talk about this? We should not even- definitely talk about this. Oh, man. So you think they would have like inside jokes, at least. You know... They really should have a lot more inside jokes, being brothers and all. I feel like I feel like Dean and Castiel end up with more of a of that jokey relationship between one another mm-hmm. than Dean and uh, Sam are. Yeah, Dean uh, Sam is just like like six six feet of angst, and especially season four, Sam, who. Um, as we're going to learn, we're finally going to get Sam's big secret about what yeah. he's trying to been what he's been hiding from uh, from Dean in these three episodes. He's yeah. just exercising demons. He's just with his mind, Chris, <laughs> with his mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first episode we're going to cover today is called "Death Takes a Holiday," written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Steve Boyum. Sam and Dean visit a small town where people are cheating death because the Reapers have vanished. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is just ridiculous. They That's journey into crazy. the spiritual world for answers and learn who is behind the Reaper's disappearance. Yo, spoilers. So I got maybe five, ten minutes into this episode before totally figuring out which one it was, which is rare. And this is a pretty good episode, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I just could not for the life of me like figure out what it was, which was fun because... As much as, as having seen all the episodes so many times contributes to my ability to talk about them, it also is just like, there's no surprises a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's the episodes are built like solely on how good they are for me, um, which is why I think that we have complaints about you know, the last couple episodes. They're not bad episodes, but like we already know what happened, so there's, there's not really that hook to pull you through. Yeah, yeah, I but, can see uh, that. But these are all really good. These are all extremely good. I, I happen to remember exactly pretty much everything that happened in this one. Um, we get a, a, a reappearance of one of my favorite um, supernatural people, Tessa, mm-hmm. the Reaper, which I'm always appreciative of her. I vaguely remember, was it you or was it Steven that kind of didn't like Tessa in, in the season two opener? I don't know. I don't think it was me. Okay. We'll just blame Steven since he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> um, but I, I remember liking Tessa a lot more than, than than you two boys did. So maybe that's just me. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I like her a lot more now because she's so serious. Mm-hmm. And 
like we've discussed in the past, a lot of times these supernatural entities are, are played more like humans than I feel like they should be. But Tessa, as much as she is very human, she's almost motherly in the way that she acts towards the boys, um, and Dean especially. Um, but she's so calm and so reserved that it brings her sort of this other almost supernatural kind of element, but we'll get into her. Yeah, Let's yeah. start off with the fact that this dude in the cold <laughs> open gets shot randomly by, you know, a mugger. And yeah, wh- wherever, whatever town they're in, uh, and I didn't bother noting that down because who the fuck cares, uh, mm-hmm. uh must be super dangerous because these two dudes are just like walking out of a bar and arguing about their fantasy football bullshit and, um, just straight up get mugged and one of them gets shot and then just literally gets up. <laughs> Like nothing yeah. else happened. Yeah. Like nothing else. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You were Everybody, I- I'll put that. <laughs> I don't know how to explain the nothing else matters joke. So uh, I, I mean, we're just going to keep going with it, I guess. Yeah, this dude just straight up like uh, gets shot and comes back to life, and like that's that's our mm-hmm. cold open, and then. Yeah. When we get to the main episode, after our little splash screen, um, Bobby just calls Sam and explains what's happening, <laughs> which I really love. Like it's a it's a fun moment that the boys literally don't have to do anything. He, like Bobby just calls yep. him up and is like, "Oh yeah, the Reapers are gone. You should go check that out." <laughs> yeah, like, <no laughs> I don't con- think well they haven't figured that out yet. I think it's just that people keep like not dying, which is a weird thing to say, and it's kind of a weird like crux for the episode anyway. But people are not dying. Bobby it's, notices. It's definitely <laughs> so, a uniquely supernatural problem for, to have mm-hmm. people not dying on any yeah. given episode. So Sam and Dean are just, you know, while well, Sam gets the call, he goes to tell Dean, hey, buddy, let's uh, let's go hit the road because this is weird and we should probably look into this. Mm-hmm. And this is like right off the bat. They're like, remember last episode? Uh, remember when Sam said that he was the better hunter and that Dean was holding him back? It's like... Dean is is clearly he, he's pissed about it. He's being a little like passive aggressive. He's like, I'm "Sure, you want me to uh, hold your back or whatever?" <laughs> um, he's not happy about it. But it's it just the first thing I thought with that was how many other times has Dean said this now? <laughs> like, how many little comments has he been making? We we talk about this a lot about the things that we don't see the boys say to one another. So the things that we do say have to happen. Like, it has to be pretty serious, right? Mm-hmm. For the writers just to leave out all of the other stuff that the boys do together when they're not on screen. Like, <laughs> because, because of my headcanon, they're just living in What if they're checking in at the motel and Sam's like, yeah, I'm going to go running and grab the bags. And uh, Dean's like, well, you don't want to hold me back? I don't want to hold you back, Sam. Why don't I just wait in the car? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of that. I guaranteed. Absolutely. Like... <laughs> Uh, man, I'm just trying to picture something that Sam could say to Dean, and like he literally has no ground because he's such a he's fucking got misery. <laughs> he's such a misery. But he's not even like season one Sam or season two Sam. I feel like would have continued to be apologetic. He would have continued along like Dean, like you know, I didn't mean that. Like I'm sorry mm-hmm. or whatever. They would have talked it out in some way. This time, even though Sam's like, dude, I told you that was bullshit. But like, let's go. Like he doesn't he doesn't care anymore. He's not as worried about like patching that up anymore. Also because he's full of shit, but like... Yeah, as we will find out in these subsequent episodes, he is... He's doing some things that are way worse than any... Yeah, we'll get there. I cannot wait so, to talk about this with you because I'm I'm, I'm just yeah. super stoked. 
they decide that the best way to find out what's happening um, in this town that where nobody's dying is to interview the person that last died, um, which is this cat, uh, Cole Griffith, played by Alexander Gould, who uh, most listeners may know as the youngest brother from the show Weeds, um, which is a pretty decent show if you like shows that where the first couple of seasons are good and you don't ever have to watch them again. <laughs> just like her other show, Orange is the New Black. <laughs> so, yeah, just making them making them weeds burns. Wow. Yeah. Not heavy. Um, but doing this, as they're ab- literally about to do a bunch of black magic shit to summon this ghost to interview him, um, they kind of have this conversation with one another where Dean wrongly insists that, like, they're just normal dudes. And Sam says something to the effect of, like, we are the poster boys for unnatural. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, we, I have demon blood in me. Yeah. You, you went to hell. twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and are still back. You are effectively 70 years old right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So just, just to, like, back it up. So they go in, they start interviewing mm-hmm. people who are, who are in, and then mm-hmm. they, they check the paper. Like you said, the last... The last kid who died in town. Mm-hmm. Like since that day, nobody else has died. It's this kid, and I think that they're just like walking by his house, right? And don't they like look up in the window and there's a fucking ghost staring yep. down at them, mm-hmm. just like full on? Oh no, that's wait, no, 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 that's not what happens yet. That's later. Sorry, I jumped yeah, they, ahead. It's 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 later that they they didn't do that because during during this first conversation where they are kind of prepping to summon this dead boy this dead boy as a ghost <laughs> which i've never really noticed this i think i've said this several times chris until you really pointed it out like they do so much more magic so than anybody magic. else like yeah. their first instinct is to summon a ghost that's some black magic shit it's just harry potter so but i like this scene even though it ends up not being what what excuse me just sing that hold up sing that harry potter shit some more dude come on you fucking millennial (laughs) (laughs) tell me what you don't love harry potter tell me how trump is voldemort some more that's gonna get us that's gonna get us mobilized in the dnc (laughs) shit i'm sorry shit politics are on my mind dog sorry okay i'm gonna roll that back yo get get hunks on the mind hunks on the brain hunks on the brain is where i need to be so they go to the cemetery. They think if we summon this this kid Cole, he was the last person to die. Maybe he could tell us something because, f- fuck, yeah, of course, yeah, sure, sure thing, boy, boys. That's gonna make sense. I mean, it worked out for them. But I like that they go to the, the cemetery and they set up this weird like satanic altar bullshit. Mm-hmm. Start casting their little spells, and then somebody shows up and he's like, "What the fuck is going on here? What is this?" And it's like neither of them has any idea what to say because they I have think, never been this say, like, It's not what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, what is it?" And he's like, uh, uh, Sam. And then Sam's like, uh, "We're leaving." <laughs> And the dude's like, uh, no, you're not, because actually, it's not an old man, it's Alistair. It's Alistair. And, um, fortunately, he's not going to possess this actor for very long, because this actor sucks. Yeah. And we're going to get that good Alistair goodness here here in December. That good Alistair is fucking wild. So he, he, what, he, he tosses Dean? Yeah, we do, he does his, his his, the flick of the hand, telepath, or telekinetic, like, whoop, and Dean's gone. And then he tries to do it with Sam. Uh, and it doesn't work, which is interesting, right? Like, yeah. so we, we know Sam has been doing something, and he, I think he when says I watched that, this, I almost didn't notice. Uh, like, oh yeah, of course, but like, no, like two, three episodes ago, whatever it was, he, he fucked Sam's shit up. He threw him down some stairs, threw him down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he messed that boy up. 
<laughs> and now he, Sam's just brushing off this telekinetic bullshit, this demon mm-hmm. magic. And uh, Alistair basically says, oh, I see you've been solo flexing with your little slut. Which, yeah. I, I had to look up the phrase solo flexing. Like, wh- What does that mean? What? <laughs> I mean, obviously in context, right? Like, I know what it means. Yep. But I just want you to know, because there's the top two links that come up when you Google the word solo flexing mm-hmm. is Urban Dictionary and a link to uh, this episode of Supernatural. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so, would you like to know what uh, Urban Dictionary says solo flexing is? I would I would love to, to find out. And this is um, this is coming from the rapper T Main T Pain and the remix to the song "Hit Him with the Flex." No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> basically, is meaning to masturbate. Okay, that's basically the only thing that I I could think yeah. of. Yep, yep. So you've been masturbating, mm-hmm. um, to use the clinical term. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with your so- friend Ruby, so you've been masturbating with your slut, which seems a, a little bit redundant but yeah, you know absolutely. i don't i don't know how demons get down like we i don't know how de- we do this, actually we kind of we kind of do know how demons get down but if this show has taught me anything it's that i should not kink shame when it comes to demons werewolves anything that not or really just anything in general like i just shouldn't oh, kink shame i don't know if there's some shame involved i feel like <laughs> only if shame is what turns you on chris that's the only so. time you should shame somebody <laughs> So last time, please Sam, get the show back on track. Sam only made Alistair do a little cough. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I got a tickle in my throat." Nice psychic powers, the idiot. This time, Sam puts his hand out, does a little twisty, just twisty move, and just sends Alistair flying like he's a rag doll, and just slams him into a tree. Yeah, and before like this Sam is some can, full-on dark power. This is this is literally Darth Vader. Like we have Sam Vader in the in the scene mm-hmm. right now. Like that's that's who we have and. Before Sam can do some twisty shit and pull the demon out, the de- he just ejects himself out of this subpar actor's body. Yeah, so, to the benefit of us all for the next three episodes. I think so. Yeah. the The thing I used to always, or I've talked about how, like, I used to think that Sam wasn't a bad guy, or I thought that he was not going to be a bad guy. So I don't know what what the hell I was thinking. I just always, oh yeah, I'm Team Sam. Like, I like I love Sam, and I sympathize with him. But that's really all it was. Was that I just liked his character arc. I thought it was really interesting. And I like I enjoyed that like whole oh I'm going I'm going dark side thing I thought it was cool but I don't like realizing now I'm like going through like no I I never thought that he was the good guy like I clearly thought he was going to be the bad guy I just was interested in that like I, I I don't know how I could ever have defended his actions at any point like this dude is evil now <laughs> we we've been talking about this a little bit back and forth um, in between episodes and I'm I'm with you like I remember watching this for the first time and I. I I don't want to say that I was rooting for Sam because I think that's like the wrong term to use, but I was definitely on, I don't even want to say that I was on Sam's side, but I was thinking in my head, like what Sam's doing is, is, is fine because he's trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. Like this, he's, he's, he obviously has these powers and it would be irresponsible of him not to develop those powers. If his powers could help him in this fight against evil. And now as I'm looking at it, I'm like, Sam, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not this is it's not, not that he's developing doing. his powers, it's everything that he's willing to do to develop his powers and to to reach his end goal, which is something that I guess I never fully or properly considered before, the fact that and we see it in these next few episodes just the decisions he's making even on a small scale, it's all about the big picture. Or Sam, especially Sam, Dean was always the dude who would be like Let's kill the monster. Like, who cares if it has feelings? It's a vampire. We got to cut its head off. Mm-hmm. Or Sam would be like, "Well, no, but like, you know, what if there's a chance that everything would be okay?" And like, Sam was never the 
I don't want to say he was never the big picture guy, but he was that very empathetic, very sympathetic person who just wanted to uh, relate to the thing and help it and, and, and help the person, whatever. But now he's just like, we're all, it's all about the bottom line with Sam. It's all about the end game. It's all about reaching that, that final goal. And pretty much nothing else matters. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really want to just remind everybody of the line that Sam said. I think this was season one when they run into vampires. It could have been season two where um, Dean says, you know, we're, we're here to hunt monsters. And Sam's, no, mm-hmm. we're not, Dean. We're, we're here to hunt evil. Like making that distinction has always been Sam's thing. Being that empath- empathic person that you just mentioned. Like that's that's who Sam has been, which doesn't seem to exist in season four. Sam at this point, like it just mm-hmm. it seems like he's an all or nothing kind of dude. Like get the job done, no matter what the cost to self or others, and you know make sure that it gets done and stays done. Um, which is something that you kind of thought from Dean from the get go, yeah. but it's turning out that Dean isn't actually like when it comes down to brass tacks. Dean's not that person at all. Yeah, and it, it, part of me wonders like is Sam really this way or is he is he just like he's not acting like himself is that what it is or is it has he always been this way and now it's just coming like it's hard to tell with him where where dean you feel like dean was always following john's orders and dean was doing what he thought that he was supposed to do what he thought like a hunter was supposed to do but deep down dean wasn't really that guy and that's why this is all so hard for dean because bottom line for dean he doesn't give a fuck if he never killed a monster again as long as he was able to have his family and now it's obviously a little bit more complicated than that, and like hunting is the only life he knows. But family is still number one, you know. Fixing mm-hmm. Sam and, and getting through all this with Sam is his number one concern, which is why he's constantly pissed at Sam because Sam is constantly <laughs> lying, like, doing shit that he doesn't want. Like it's you know, it's and immediately the way. And to your point, immediately after this this interaction, um, immediately <laughs> Dean wakes up. He sees that Alistair is gone out of this dude's body. And he asks Sam what happened, and Sam says, uh, he, he couldn't fling me around, so he just left. I don't know why. Like, and Dean's like, come what? on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love Dean's response to this, of like, you know, you can keep whatever little shitty secrets that you want to, but just don't treat me like I'm a fucking idiot. Just mm-hmm. don't tell me. Like, just say don't, I don't want to tell you that right yeah. now, or and Sam's whatever. And like, I'm in that. It's got to be frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for Dean, who literally did this, who yeah. literally told Sam, "Like, yeah, I remember everything that happened in hell, and I don't want to tell you right now." Like, you Sam have was to contradicting himself. <laughs> like, he's exactly, Sam. The one. Exactly, man. Fuck, fuck Sam, man. What is he doing? I don't know. I don't know if we can make that the episode title, but I really kind of want to make it the. Episode <laughs> don't title. know. If iTunes is necessarily <laughs> I don't know cool. That iTunes is going to let us do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's also, I wrote down in my notes, uh, Alistair shows up, Dean dies, Sam <laughs> uses his powers, because when Alistair throws Dean, he just, like, crashes through a bunch of, like, like uh, graves, uh, like, you know, headstones or whatever, and I was just like, he's dead, like, uh, he's dead, Dean is Literally dead. nobody it's a good thing. This. It's yeah. a good thing that the Reapers can't kill anybody, because that would have broken his neck in, <laughs> in eight places. He gets, I didn't think he gets ragdolled, yeah. like, worse than Alistair, <laughs> I'm really surprised that they they didn't lean on that more. I guess because we're still in like the first 10 or 15 minutes of the episode. We have a long Mm. way to go talking about all of these, these boys feelings. Um, Yeah. Jesus. We should probably hurry up. They don't, they they don't, they don't (laughs) lean on this stuff at all. Uh, The the boys jump to this plan, which is, is pretty much Dean's plan of saying, well, uh, if we can't, if we can't summon this dude, we should just go, uh, we should become ghost ourselves and then go talk to him. Which like, 
everybody in the show acknowledges it's a terrible plan. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like even the writers were saying, we just want them to do this thing. We don't care if they know that it's dumb or not. Because they recruit our friend Pamela. Um, the, this Pamela is our psychic who um, got blinded when she saw the the full majesty of Castiel or whatever, which oh. I guess is probably just a euphemism for Castiel's it's penis. It's 100% a euphemism. <laughs> That's why the shippers will never get what they want, because Dean would be blinded. D- Dean would be blinded instantly. Uh, although I guess that just makes it more into like a blindfold. He does the thing that... Let's just get out of here. Let's, we're, he does the thing that time. Anna does when she gets her grace back. She goes, shut your eyes! Yeah, exactly. That's what Castiel has to do. <laughs> You know, that's a good point. I mean, we, we have seen Dean um, have sex with one angel, so hey, he, could, he could probably survive having sex with another one. I'm the, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, for all you uh, Destiel people out there, we love you. Uh, so, yeah, they, they call their buddy Pamela and say, like, hey, we want you to send us to the afterlife, more or less, and then um, we're, we're going to go try to figure this shit out. Because uh, in between this, this is when Bobby calls and says, yeah, Alistair is killing Reapers, so you guys have to go figure that out. Um, and there is some argument back and forth here, but it, of course it happens. Uh, Dean wakes up, realizes he's a ghost and then immediately says, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fondle Demi Moore, mm-hmm. which I, I know is a reference. I know it's a reference to ghost. I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, what? <laughs> they can't, they just can't help themselves. It's, the so, writers. it's so weird. Like it's. This one where he's just like, okay, you got to get the skeezy line in. And then like two of the other episodes in when Sam keeps talking to him in the elevator and he's just like crazy homophobic, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Come on, guys. I know it was 2008. Please, guys. This is 2009, you know. 2009. A little year later. Less acceptable in 2009. Less less acceptable by 10%, I guess, if we're grading on a curve. Yep. Yep. Um, But also, it makes me wonder... Everything I know about a writer's room is from TV shows about writer's rooms, and they all kind of go around a circle and pitch ideas, and they get to write specific things, and it's all mm-hmm. brought together into one whole episode. So if if the line, I'm going to go fondle Demi Moore, is the one that got into the show. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. Keep that one. What, what were the alternatives that they shot down? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to go fuck Patrick Swayze in the ass? Like, was that I'm one gonna, of the yeah. ones? <laughs> I'm going to go solo flex in the girls' locker room. <laughs> And they're like, we already used the word solo flex in the script. We can't do, we can't do it again. T-Pain's going to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go solo flex in the girls' bathroom. Dean, why but, are you such a perv? It just doesn't fit with anything else about his character. Not at all. Oh, uh, man. It's so frustrating. Anyway. this is I'm pretty sure that's like literally why everybody's like, yeah. Like, Dean is gay for Castiel because he's, like, constantly trying to hide. Because he tries so Just hard, yeah. When he tries to act all macho, it's because he's really soft inside. He doesn't He doesn't want to be the hunter, you know? Mm-hmm, he just acts mm-hmm. like that to, to impress his dad. Dean's always acting like something that he's not. So he's acting like this big old perv because, really, he's in love with an angel. They, um... I, I will say this, and this is in all seriousness. Uh, these set of episodes were... And I've mentioned this before that, like, hey, I can kind of see why people were into Dean or are into Dean and Castiel. Uh, these three episodes specifically is where I think that I could totally understand if you started thinking that Castiel and Dean were going to hook up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've mentioned before, I'm a white cis dude. Uh, in 2008, 2009, I, I, was, I was not well educated on anything. Um, so I, I never even saw the potential for a homosexual relationship here. Rewatching this in 2017, I get it. I can totally see. Oh yeah, 
especially if you're a younger person and you are having you know issues with your own sexuality and you're putting those issues onto the shows that you watch into the media that you consume and you want these characters to come together so that it makes you feel better about it i can totally get this like i i, I get it i totally understand I don't know if this is beside the point or not. I know this is probably pretty serious. For no, it's it's yeah. We're still only sure. in the first twenty minutes of this first episode, Chris. This is oh, going to be a long. We got we got to keep pushing. All right, <laughs> Jessio, we get it. I guess that's bomb. Yeah, get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Just wanted to mention, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more specifically when it comes up. But yeah, we, as long it. as it's not the brothers, I don't care what it is. Yeah, I I I draw the line at actual incestual stuff, and like yeah. if that's you, that's you, like whatever. But like I'm I, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't, just, I can't cope yeah, with that. Can't, can't I can't cope with that. No. You know what? They put it in Game of Thrones, and you know what? It's the bad guys doing it. So you're like, man, that's fucked up. That's dark. That's, that's dark. Super. Yeah. You don't see the Starks fucking around with one another. No way. You know, you know why? Because they're all dead in the first season. <laughs> just everybody fucking dies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, so the, the boys get ghosts. turned into ghosts and then they go walking the streets and people are walking through them and they're yeah. moving through things. Like they can't like they can't touch anything except for the ground, I guess, but sure, I'm fine with that. And then they're they're roaming along and they're they're doing their little strut and they walk by Cole's house and they see the ghost Cole of the little there. boy, Cole, looking out at them. And um they don't really play this episode for horror at all, but that's as close as you're gonna get to like a creepy image in this one. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just, you know, the face of a ghost boy looking out the window. If you remember back to our early episodes of Monster of the Week where I had a, a story to go along with every event uh, yep. that happened to the boys, I have mm-hmm. I, had, I had a story for this. The first time I ever thought I saw a ghost was looking out a window and, and like, seeing somebody look out. My friends were like, oh, there's a spooky ghost up there. I'm not going to get into that story because it's not a good one. And neither was this. So the boys go into this kid's house. <laughs> That's a great ending to that story. I'm not going to tell you about it because it sucked. As because that was literally the whole thing. I thought I saw a ghost in a window. So like that imagery is definitely sticks out to me. Even I didn't see a ghost. I was five and it was a reflection in the window. That's all it is. But um, it's still, it, it, it evokes like a creepy feeling for me, I guess. So the boys go inside. They start talking to this kid. Uh, they realize that his mom can essentially like sense him. She feels him hanging around. Um... But the kid starts, like, throwing soccer balls and, and trophies or whatever. He's, like, he's just tossing things around the room. And they think that, you know, they're, he's attacking them. But it turns out that there's some dark smoke man who was coming in and causing trouble for this boy, right? Mm-hmm. He basically a whole says, lot of supernatural like, he, nonsense. He, he basically tells them that the Reapers have been taken by Black Smoke. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he uses the word Reapers, but he, he clearly communicates that to, to Sam and Dean. And, yeah. Um, and he has kind of a shitty attitude about it too. Like he's he's kind of just he just, he doesn't actually do it, but you can kind of see him just like flipping the bird to Sam and Dean every time they turn their backs, right? Like yeah, he's just sure. got that shitty like thirteen year old like you can't do anything to me. I'm a fucking ghost. Fuck you mm-hmm. guys. Like kind of attitude. Yeah, he's which is, he's developed his uh, his ghost powers. Also, he calls Sam Haley Joel at some point. <laughs> yeah, really. Sam good. is like, hey, so. I know this is going to be hard to hear, but like you're a ghost, and he's like, "Yeah, Haley Joel, I know." Um, which is funny because that's what Dean called Sam in the first uh, season when he found out about the psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that they're just constantly calling Sam Haley Joel. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, this is when we see a Reaper show up and like mm-hmm. rush up the stairs. We see it in its original, like true form, right? Like this actual like wraith-looking, ghostly yeah. projection thing, and then. Um, realizing like oh shit something is weird comes downstairs and then turns into tessa and dean is like 
I know you. And Tessa's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you totally know me. Let me remind you by making out with me a little bit. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, because yeah, he, he, he can't really like quite place it. And then she, yeah, she gives because him a little, he, he a forgot everything. Switch. It's yeah. not really, we, we didn't really call it out in the episode, I don't think. But he does, when he woke up from the hospital back in season two, episode one, after you know, John did his deal. And after he hung out with Tessa for a long time, he didn't remember anything. He tells Sam yeah. afterwards, like, I don't, I don't really remember what was going on besides kind of bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm just, if you're a reaper and this happens a lot, like, man, it has to get exhausting just making out with people to give them your phone number. Right. Yeah. Like it's just like the worst way to share a contact. <laughs> There's also a really small exchange in this between Sam and Dean that for some reason I like doesn't line. It's, um, something about, uh, Oh, after I, I met her after the accident in the hospital. And yeah. Sam says the accident with dad. And it's like such a normal thing to say, but it's a, it's a direct callback. And like, like you were saying earlier, like they don't talk about a lot of this stuff a lot. So no. even though it's like, that was a huge event and that's like how their dad died. Basically. Um, it's still something that they don't, they don't really bring it up in, you know, a direct way like that. So just the fact that it is there, I just liked it. It's not like a particularly like good, you know, piece of writing. It's just a fact that somebody acknowledges, but Whenever they do stuff like that, I kind of like it. It's like tightening the world together a little bit. I talked about that at the very beginning, right? Like any time yeah, yeah, that they, yeah. they any time that they call back to stuff that happens very specifically and in a way that seems conversational and not um ex- like expositional, right? Mm-hmm. Just just like a oh yeah, this thing with so and so, like yeah, that that feels good to me when they remind each other like this shit has been happening to them for the last five years. So yeah, like we've been there too, you know, like we, yeah. we remember all that stuff. <laughs> I'm right so there, dog. Saying it, I have saying it conversation so many is- hours. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dealing with your emotions. <laughs> you guys, seriously. So he, the basically the little boy Cole, tells them like, okay, yeah, these these things are coming around. He doesn't want to be reaped, right? He wants to he wants to stick around. Uh, Tessa shows up because the last reaper is nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, Tessa, like something bad happened to this reaper. Are you sure you want to be here? And she's like, this is my job. I don't care about the apocalypse. I don't care about angels and demons. I'm a reaper. I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm here to reap this boy who totally not interested whatsoever. He wants to stay, be with his mom. Um, I, I really like this conversation between Dean and Tessa. And I, I realize we're running long, but I, I, like there's so much good stuff in these episodes. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just so fucking good. Um, like Dean saying that he didn't know what it was until, so she, she does, I, I made light of it. She kisses him and then she, he, he remembers everything that happened while he was dead or almost dying. Um, and he says, you know, for a year after we, after I met you, I, I had this hole in my gut that I could never figure out what, what it was. And now I know it was, it was missing you. Like you were, you were the thing, like mm-hmm. being that close to death. And she even says to him, like, of course I remember you. You're, you're the one that got away. Like I, you, there's surprisingly few people in, in throughout the history of the world that have done that, which is kind of yeah. a, the kind of a thing. Like I, it's I hate the, intimate, I, almost, uh, not romantic, but like. The way that they're talking about it, you know, you're the one that got away. I was missing you, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it sounds just like Dean, Dean, obviously he's talking about death, but it's like, it makes him sound almost suicidal. Like that whole time that I was like suffering and dealing with this anguish that I couldn't really understand. I realized like I'm supposed to be dead or like I, I kind of want to be dead. Um, I don't know if it would go that dark necessarily, but just the that realization of like, I literally met death. And that's where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not, and like that's not right. I, I think I'm 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 totally with you. I uh, I definitely the show never goes so far as to be explicitly s- to make Dean suicidal, 
but we, we get a lot of talk from Dean about how he wishes he had not lived past the season two, episode one. Yeah. Like if, if he had died then quote unquote, when he was supposed to, it would have saved so much more grief. And, and just mm-hmm. while we're talking about this, 1-800-273-8255. If you're having thoughts, call somebody, talk to your friends, talk to somebody on Twitter. If, like if you're mm-hmm. having those kind of thoughts, like reach out, talk to people. Like everyone is around here for you. Nobody wants you to do you don't that. Know, you don't have to be alone. Yeah. 800-273-8255. Suicide Provincial Lifetime. Anyway, um, I, I definitely think this is a lot of Dean's guilt carrying this around. Like, this is this is, this is Dean thinking that all of this is his fault and having to do whatever. So The, the sad part about all that is just, like, uh, Dean thinking if he had died then, he wouldn't have had to have gone through the pain of losing his father. He would never have known there was anything wrong with Sam, and he wouldn't be in the predicament that he is right now. Like with Sam and like all the shit they're dealing with, you know, he wouldn't have had to go to hell. None of it. Mm-hmm. Like he would have just, it would have just been over. It, it's just, you feel bad for Dean. You, you do because he's taking this all on himself. And as as we know, like we we've seen the history of this. We we know why Sam has took on demon blood, and it was because his mom made the deal. Like, and mm-hmm. Dean knows that, but he's still blaming himself. But this is really all Mama Winchester's fault right now. Like. That's that's the thing. Like, if if mom had let John die, there would be no Sam and Dean, and more than likely, a lot of this misery would not be on on, on their heads. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, they would have probably been another one, right? Like, they, the demon would have kept making demon babies until a Sam and Dean came along. Like, life finds a way, destiny, all this other stuff. But man, like, fuck you, Mary Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Mary. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, come on, that half of the Winchester family is not good. He's that's the Campbell blood in them. I'm on a real fuck you Friday kick, and it's not. It's only Tuesday. That tells you what kind of week I'm having. Seriously. So, I, this is this is the bad guy Sam moment, where Sam goes upstairs to yep. talk to the kid who's afraid of being raped, and he doesn't want to talk about the black smoke that's like the bad guy of this episode, because he doesn't he doesn't want the thing to come back. He's like he's afraid of it all, and he's just like, no, I just want to stay here with my mom. I don't want that woman down there to take me. I'm not ready to go. Like all this stuff. Sam goes up there, and he's like, just tell us everything that you know. And, you know, I'll make sure that she doesn't, she doesn't take you. Like, I'm not going to let her touch you. You can stay here, whatever. He just flat out lies to the kid. Yep. And it's like, you know, when he's lying to Dean, you think like, well, Sam thinks that he's doing the right thing here. Lying to a little boy is never the right thing to do. <laughs> like, it's Even if just, the little boy is already dead? Like, what's the worst that could happen to him? <laughs> just seeing this scene, I, it, it's clear to everybody else, but I've, like I said, I've, a million times, I am a Sam sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment, you're like, that's not what a hero does. That's not what a good guy does. You know, and I th- still think it's interesting and I still think it makes sense with like the, the arc that he's on. It's not like, it's just like, Oh, that's out of character. But you see that and you're like, shit, man. Like, it's just that little thing. It's just him lying to a little kid telling him everything is going to be okay. When he knows full well that it's not going to be okay. And he's not saying it to make him feel better. He's saying it to get information out of him. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing. It's not like, it's not a comfort. It's a trick. Like, and that's and that's what really makes it bad is that he's mm-hmm. specifically doing this to gain something. He's not trying to make the little dude feel better. He's not trying to ease the dude's life or, or whatever. He's specifically doing it so this kid will train him on how to be a ghost, yeah. which is what happens for like the next five minutes when they all practice like doing ghost shit. Yeah, it's just literally gets grabbed and they realize, oh yeah, oh yeah, shit, yeah. we gotta go fight. We gotta go fight because the, the Tessa getting grabbed scene is so weird. By the way, like they're just all standing there, and then just black smoke whooshes in, surrounds Tessa, and then whooshes out, and Tessa's yeah, gone. Right. Like it's like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Yeah, like you can just do that real quick, no problem. Okay, 
So they realize that a seal is about to be broken. Uh, that's what this is all about. Some they have to sacrifice death under you know some eclipse, moon, something or other. You know, one of those things. And uh, I think that they need they need two they need two reapers mm-hmm. to break this seal. It's it's a big bad one and. Um, so they know, the boys know that they need to go and, uh, and, and I don't quite remember Tessa. how they, they, they figure out that they, the Tessa's at the church, um, that they, they ended up going to this oh, they're, church. They're walking around and they see all these crazy symbols on. Oh, is it, are they literally the just walking around? I thought that maybe they got sent there somehow, but yeah, after, after their training montage, um, where they learn how to like punch real life things, they see this church and it's, um, it's kind of an evocative image. Like I like this look where it has mm-hmm. these, um, glowing lines. Symbols. That, yeah, and we don't know that yet. We'll find that out at the end of the episode. But it has all these like intricate designs with really tight geometry that are glowing. That it's very obvious that only some people can see. I'm kind of fascinated with the idea of graffiti that only one segment of a population can see. Like I don't know why mm-hmm. that appeals to me so much, but it came up with um, what is the new David Cage game? Detroit, where like yeah. these androids are tagging buildings, and so that only other androids can see them, and the humans can't. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really evocative of like fuck humans when humans can't read that. Like I think that's great, <laughs> yeah. kind of against the point of graffiti, but also towards the point of graffiti too in a way. So yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. They they go into this building. They find Tessa and the, uh, another Reaper kind of knocked on the floor. Alistair shows up. Alistair has a new cool actor um, whose name I've written down for once. Christopher talks like oh. oh man, I can't pronounce that. Heyerdahl, maybe sure. This dude's got a crazy voice. He's kind of, he's kind of got a whining. I can't, I can't even do an impression. It's like it's really, very, it's like almost really annoying, but at the same time, it's fucking perfect. It's really perfect. It's, uh, it's the exact amount of creepy and obnoxious that you want it to be for this mm-hmm. horrible demon character that has tortured Dean so much. Uh, Sam immediately tries to use his his demon powers, and of course he can't because he's in ghost form. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. leading to the great line, it's hard to get it up when you're not wearing your meat, which oh, is for sure. I wrote yeah. that line down myself. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad, Chris. You can't see me right now, but I'm doing that eye to eye hand signal, like where I'm oh, pointing yeah. at my eyes and then I'm pointing oh, at your yeah. eyes and I'm pointing back at my eyes. I'm glad. I'm glad we're right there, dude. We're glad we're right there. Wait, at this point, hold on. I'm looking at something here. And I have them not astral projecting until this point. Did I? What did I do here? Oh, I was gonna say yeah. They they didn't start astral projecting yet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I got I I figured it out. Everybody. I took a note and I I think I messed up the spacing, so I ended up writing an earlier part. In it. Everything's fine, everybody. However, I did write that Dean just makes fun of Pamela until she agrees to help them astral project because he's like no more ramon cds <laughs> no more like oh leather yeah pants whatever like, he just makes fun of her <laughs> until she helps she's like dude i'm fucking blind can you stop i've forgotten about <laughs> dean just kind of like just punching down on this chick whose eyes he's basically responsible for not being there anymore yeah. so. um <laughs> this is where alistair explains that he has to kill the two reapers to break the seal uh so he mm-hmm. immediately kills the first one um and then we, we, we start going back to the hotel and just to, just to sum this up real quick, like we're going to just kind of deal with Pamela, I think. So we don't have to keep switching back and forth as we mm-hmm. often do on this episode. Uh, Pamela starts like starts noticing some shit that's wrong. She's in this hotel room with two lifeless corpses on the bed who she's not finally because she's not a giant pervert like Dean <laughs> would be doing. Um, 
her first response is to lock the door. And Chris, I don't know about you. Locking the door is my first action when I'm casting some weird death magic. Like oh, I don't know, for sure. I don't know why the door was unlocked to begin that with. That door is locked tight. <laughs> so tight. High Chains. room service. Yeah, no thanks. I'm doing <laughs> demon magic. D and D, and I don't mean Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, do not disturb <laughs> my weird Dungeons and Dragons oh. cult thing that I've got yeah. going on. Um, eventually, somebody does break in, and they they kind of wrestle, and um, they. This dude manages to stab Pamela, uh, mm-hmm. which is where, when uh, towards the end of this, when Sam wakes up, we're going to find her bleeding on the yeah, floor. Yeah, she's, she's chanting out the, the the spell that's that will wake him up again. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna leave that off, and then we'll pick that up when when the boys wake up later, because I think that's kind of fascinating the way that that, that that's done. Uh, so that's all going on in the background while we're dealing with um, Alistair, and <laughs> dude, like this. They make so much of a of a big deal in these next couple of episodes about these demon traps and these mm-hmm. like weird spell circles, and that if you just fudge them a little bit, like if you just run your finger and make a line across them, it just breaks them. <laughs> yeah. So like, and here they like both of the boys use their ghost powers to like knock a chandelier down, which hits yeah. this chalk on the floor, which smudges it. So then it cancels the spell that Alistair is doing, which is fine. Like it's just so. And I I know I can't really call it a Deus Ex Machina when it's literally like an angel from the Lord is going to come in and like save this this place basically. But yeah, but yo, right? <laughs> Are you with it's, me on this? This feels oh, yeah. like a little. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. I don't know when it happens. When does Castiel pop in to um to say guess again? <laughs> right here like this is the, like he literally the only, just shows up. The yeah. only note that I wrote down for that was when he said that Jess burst out laughing and went fucking nerd. <laughs> and I was like, what Jess? <laughs> Don't be mean to Castiel. <laughs> well, I mean, if anything, Castiel is a fucking nerd. <sighs> but I, I was like, yeah, it's just like the way he says it guess again. <laughs> she was like, "Oh my god. <laughs> you nerd." <laughs> so, so, at this point, a couple of things happen all, all at once. Um so, Sam wakes up in his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees Pamela get stabbed, and then Pamela, he like, yeah, she's just been stabbed. But she's like, then, "Hey, I'm okay. I can't die in this town." Yeah, yeah, which is a bummer for Pamela because she definitely dies in this town. Yeah, that's why Sam's like, yeah, "No, I know, but like, like, let's go to the hospital real quick. Get you like taken care of, and then you won't die." Because we're about to fix death. Because <laughs> we're about to, yeah. We're gonna, we we kind of have a line on this whole fixing death thing. So yeah, at this point, Castiel like shows up, and it's when he explains that um, he's been basically watching this entire time, but he couldn't get in the funeral home because all those weird symbols, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. were a, a, a Nokian, um, which mm-hmm. is basically a fancy word for angel language. Yeah. And uh, I don't know when, at some point we learned that Bobby was not the one who called Sam. It was Castiel pretending to be Bobby. Which, man, I just want to, I want that montage. <laughs> just yeah. Castiel prank calling everybody and pretending to be Bobby, which sounds really, really good. <laughs> just keep saying idiot in a weird voice. Yeah. <laughs> and asking what pe- what idiot means after every yeah. time. Are you sure that it means that, Dean? Yeah, yeah, it does. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean's kind of pissed about this, but not like super pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, and... At this point in time, he's still a ghost. So he has not woken up in his own body yet, while Sam has. So he's kind of just yeah. chilling out. Um, 
Yeah, he's just chilling out, and that's. I'm sorry, I, I got my I got my time frames mixed up. He's still a ghost. He like walks outside of this thing. Alistair shows up. That's where Castiel shows up, grabs him, and that's where they have this whole conversation. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, took, it took me a little while to get there. My bad. <clears throat> but now that Tess is free, she wants to go and uh, reap on Cole a little bit. Yep, she's just gonna go reap on this little boy, mm-hmm. and uh, and she sure does. She convinces him that uh, this is this is for the best. Because I think it's Dean who says, yeah, I know you want to stay here with your family, but one day they're all going to be gone and it's just going to be you. And that's like this weird, suddenly like ultra heavy, like, I don't know, just thing that they just drop into the episode where I like felt that. I was like, oh, damn. Like he's already hanging around making his mom feel really depressed because she can still feel him there. And so she's not able to, like, move on or, like, accept that he's dead because it's like he's still there, except she can't see him. So it's, like, this awful oppressive feeling on his mom. And then Dean dropping the line of, like, yeah, eventually your whole family will be dead and gone and you will just be haunting an empty house and you'll become, you know, he doesn't say that, but basically that he would become all the things that Sam and Dean hunt. And How how, how heavy is this? It's heavy shit. Yeah, um, he doesn't not walk into the light. He walks into Tessa's body, which I think is a really yeah. hilarious way to get reaped. But I'm not even—I yeah. don't really care about that too much. But. It just gives him a little hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just at come least, here for at a least little hug. <laughs> come here for a little. Re- yeah. Thank God she didn't make out with the 13 year old. Like, thank, thank you, Supernatural. Guarantee mm-hmm. you that was on the cutting room floor, though. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, now, um, now death is back in business, and that means that Tessa is in trouble. Yeah, or but, not but, Tessa. Sorry, Pamela. Pamela, um, and we get this nice before Dean goes back to his body before Tessa wakes him. Excuse me, before Pamela wakes him up, uh, Tessa tells Dean like, "Hey, like, trust your gut on this stuff. Like, you think that all these people have mm-hmm. good plans for you, uh, and and they, they they don't. There there are no such things as miracles. Like, yeah. you had to, like don't trust any of these people. Like, you, you want to yeah. try to find a middle ground here, which is going to set us up for." pretty much like Dean's reaction to a lot of this cosmic shit for through the end of season five, if not farther. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's, yeah, I, she's not like, Hey, there's, there's heaven and hell. Like that's kind of none of my business, but like, you should know this is all shitty. Like th- there's nothing more neutral than death. And, and exactly. she's given it to Dean straight. Exactly. And I, and I like this again. I, I like Tessa a whole lot. I like her as a mm-hmm. character. I like her as an actress. She's extremely entertaining for me. And I, she she does this um, gravitas well. Like she she pulls this this character of death. Yeah, off it's extremely like I said, well. it's also mm-hmm. so quiet and reserved. But she really gets the, the point across. Meanwhile, Pamela wakes Dean up, so he goes back to his body just in time to see Pamela whisper something into Sam's ear and then uh, and then die. So she says two things that are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one to both of them, she says, "Tell that bastard Bobby Singer to go to hell for introducing me to you in the first place." Which, good yep. job, Pamela. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. <laughs> it's the first time that like it always feels like they're like they're the heroes and they're they're the best dudes, even when Sam's being bad or whatever. Um, and they save so many lives, but this starts to become this growing trend of people whose lives get fucked up by the Winchesters. <laughs> yeah, we, we've already started to see a little bit of it. Like mm-hmm. even with, um, uh, Ellen and Joe and, um, Ash, Ash, Ash is dead like, because of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this time you just have somebody like spitting in their face almost like she's Pamela's just real with them. Like she clearly likes Sam and Dean, but she doesn't know them that well, and they have caused her nothing but grief. Like, she literally had her eyes burned out because of them. And yep. now she's 
gonna die because of them. And it's just, it's like almost refreshing to see somebody react like that. They're not like, no, go on without me. Like, she's like, fuck, this sucks. Fuck, I wish I never met you guys. I just wish I was still back at home doing my thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty real. It's, it's extremely real. Uh, the second thing she says, and she whispers this in, into Sam's ear is, yeah. um, you, you think you have good intentions, but think again, you, you, yeah. this, this stuff that you were doing is, is not like you, it, you may think that you're doing well with this or doing good with this, but mm-hmm. excuse me, Superman does good. I do well. Um, you think you're doing good with this. But you, you were totally not. Like I, I saw what you did to that demon and, that attacked me, and that ain't cool, yo. You think, yeah, because he. We forgot to mention the demon that stabbed her. Sam ripped that thing to shreds in two seconds and, and, yeah, and sent it back yeah. to hell. Just, um, just fucked if you it up. think if you think you have good intentions, think again. Is her those are her last words? Mm-hmm. And this and shows a trend of people whispering things into ears before they die. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I've only died like four times, but three out of those four times, I managed to whisper in somebody's ear. <laughs> <laughs> the third time was, don't you dare resurrect me again, but here I am. Yeah. Find joy in life again. <laughs> Find a new podcast. <laughs> uh, this is way better than this American life that I started back in 1982. So doing good. Um, yes. <clears throat> uh, no, of course. Stop. <laughs> Ira Glass. It's, I do good Ira. What you want? I can only say the one word. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's way easier to do impressions when you only say the word yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this episode is dedicated to Kim Manners, who is mm-hmm. uh, kind of an integral part of the show that passed away. I, I believe, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't go and look up a lot of this stuff because I find it kind of yeah. gruesome to talk about people I don't know dying, but. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Said, yeah, the entire season is dedicated to him. He's a mm-hmm. key member of the um, production staff, you know, director, writer. I don't, I don't know exactly. I think he was director, not writer. Um, but it, regardless, huge member of the cast and yeah. or of the crew, and um, yeah, I think he helped shape Supernatural into what it is. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty. That's a loss. That's it, which is weird to think it's like ten years ago, but yeah. So final thoughts on um, Death Takes a Holiday. This is where things start to feel like they're really shaping up for, like, the climax of the season. Um, Obviously, we've been building towards it the the entire time. It's not like season one, where it's just, like, the last couple episodes are suddenly, like, meta plot. But this is where, like, things are starting to really kick off. Like, they're really starting to paint Sam as not only powerful, but as bad. Like, Like, there's really no doubting anymore that everybody around him is saying, this is wrong, dude. Um... And yet, somehow, he's able to, to do these insanely powerful things. Um, so there's there's that. And then just Dean, his kind of defiance of the angels, continued defiance of the angels and everything, is it's it's really starting to pick up. I, I've really enjoyed this episode. Um, the last three that we covered weren't my favorite episodes. I think they're good supernatural episodes. This is 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 what I what I crave. This mm-hmm. is the content mm-hmm. that I crave. Um, you, you nailed it. Like we're I think six or eight episodes from the season finale, and they're already starting to build towards it. And just looking through the the episode titles and kind of doing a quick skim, we're not going to have another like 
just one off episode, right? Like this is all going to be like straight up. Like we're gonna, we might be hunting some things, but we're definitely going to be dealing with the family business. Like that's that's <laughs> that's that's the priority right now. And it's it feels like the first time that the series as a whole has really planned this far ahead. I know that this the first five seasons were all kind of planned as a the one giant arc. Like Eric Kripke kind of had the outline for this, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is when the the writers' room really start coming together to work together towards that goal. And like, how can yeah. we tell the story in the most entertaining way possible? Um, so w- we said last episode that if we had those those three mixed into the season, it might be easier to take. I'm kind of glad we have them out of the way now. Like I'm, yep. we, we did our, to- yeah, we're just now we're just on to the next, right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I am into it. So. Hell yeah. Well, let's move into... um, On the Head of a Pin, written by Ben Udlin and directed by Mike Roll. Someone is using Lucifer's sword. Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, someone is using. <laughs> is that ever mentioned in the never, show? That never. It's Lucifer's and sword. And it's totally like in later seasons. Totally not Lucifer's sword. Like it's, and it's that, never mentioned in the in this episode. So that's like the coolest thing ever, and they never mention it in the actual show. Holy shit. <sighs> Someone is using Lucifer's sword to kill angels. Castiel and Uriel ask Dean to use the torturing skills he learned in hell to obtain information from a likely suspect. Um, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, pre- our previously on, we didn't mention it, but our previously on for the the previous episode was just nothing but a bunch of like main plot shit. This is exactly the same thing. Like it's just a bunch of angels and demons, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, and then we we open with Castiel kind of walking into this. Um, the side of a car wreck where there's just a bunch of these cars uh, like with their alarm screaming that he yeah. silences with a hand wave which is cool but also like homie how? <laughs> like, yeah. He's <laughs> just like, like I, stop. <laughs> some, of this, some of the stuff that they do and I, I don't <laughs> like to get like too technical like I, I'm a big fan of the X-Men and when the X-Men do dumb stuff with their power sometimes just recently I saw Gambit like use his kinetic energy power to charge up a spark plug and then put it back in the car and have it work <laughs> and I'm like that's not how anything works much yeah. less like anything so seeing Castiel like hand wave a bunch of um, car alarms away is dope and is cool looking but I really have to turn a part of my brain off to, to not like yeah. talk about he's it he's just soothing them all to sleep <laughs> sure yeah he's using angel song <laughs> to soothe the Car mm-hmm. alarms to sleep. I'm, I'm into that. Hey, 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 Ford, just folks. go sleep. Hey, just go sleep. Cassiel makes all these cars go to sleep, and then we see what basically has caused all this commotion in the first place, which is a body that's lying in the middle of the parking lot or whatever it is, but etched into the pavement are the silhouette of angel wings, like we saw the first time the Castiel showed up. Except this, except this time they're burned onto the ground, like they yeah. are just shadows. So, and he says something like uh, "Goodbye, sister," implying that this mm-hmm. is definitely an angel uh, that has died of some sort. Um, so we get to our main episode where 
Sam has convinced Dean to go meet with Ruby uh, in order to find out more information about Lilith. And uh, Dean is super unhappy because he feels guilty for calling, causing Pamela's death, which, hey, Dean, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> appreciate yeah. just that like, little show of fucking conscience. Like, appreciate that somebody feels bad about it. Because <laughs> Pamela was a super nice woman that tried to, did nothing but try to help you guys out. So thank you. Even though it doesn't last long, like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of it. And um, I do notice, like the beginning of this episode was sort of Dean lashing out at everybody, justifiably so. But it's still he—he's lashing out at Sam for going to meet Ruby, and basically he's just lashing out at Sam for Sam being Sam now. Um, and then in the scenes coming up, he starts lashing out at Cass and and Uriel, and he's just—he's had it with like everybody. He has definitely had it, and I—it's not—I don't think it's ever brought up. I don't think he says this, uh, but I have to imagine being given back these memories that he had of a time where he was in between worlds, the first time that he died at the end of Mm -hmm. season one and being brought back to his body, like having those kind of memories and then having all of that dredged up again. Because if you remember at the end of season two, he was a little fucked up when he found out that John had made this deal and how he was there kind of rather unnaturally. So Mm -hmm. because of his dad's sacrifice. And so now finding about, out about that all over again i'm sure dredges those feelings up so for sure. probably causes quite a bit of anger and makes him want to lash out at people especially when angels show up in his in his <laughs> shitty hotel apartment after eight <laughs> hours of driving in the fart field impala with sam yeah. winchester for sam and all of his dark side bullshit yeah he's still <laughs> pumping out farts constantly probably worse right yeah. Yeah. knowing what we know what he's doing seriously um, so this is where we actually learn about Enochian or whatever, but um, they, they tell Sam and Dean that there's been seven angels have been murdered. And they, they now that they've captured, at, um, what's the dude's name? Alistair. They've captured mm-hmm. Alistair in the, in the last episode. Uh, they want Dean to come over and basically torture the shit out of him. Yeah. And Sam's like, we're not going to do that. And then they just whisk him away like angel teleportation style, which is legit yeah. cool. Like I always, yeah. I always loved like the snap where they, where they do that. I don't know when Dean says it, but he's like, you guys going to walk more. You're going to get flabby. <laughs> this is great <laughs> dig on the angels. <laughs> um, they, they, they have this extended thing of like Uriel being a dick to Dean and like, there's some funny back and forth there, but the, the best line out of the whole thing is, uh, after Uriel leaves and Castiel and Sam are, uh, or Castiel and Dean are talking about this and Dean calls Uriel chuckles, which is something mm-hmm. that he's going to continue to do throughout the episode. And Castiel gets this confused look on his face and is like, Uriel is the funniest angel in the garrison. You can ask anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? That, that's, that's really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, because they, so they want they want to find out who's killing angels. They need to know what demon is pulling this shit off. Yep, and that's what they want. Uh, that's what they want Dean to figure out. And because Dean is somebody that Alistair trained, they think that he's the only one that could be able to torture Alistair. Um, Castile, they have this moment where he says, Castile tells Dean, like I would give anything for you not to have to do this, uh, but but you have to. You have to do this for for us and. It's this moment that I kind of talked about before where I started understanding like the, the kind of mm-hmm. bond these two have and how that could be interpreted in different ways. And because it, this is so unnecessary for Castiel to say, he doesn't really mm-hmm. know Dean that well. Like he, he's been following him around for a while, which he's been doing his angel stalking routine. So maybe, maybe he could be a bit in love with the dude. Like I, I can't, I can't fault that. Like Dean's a heroic guy. Like if you're an <laughs> angel from heaven and having doubts about your Lord, like Dean's probably a good person to look to at this point in yeah. your life. So I, I like to bring this up because 
like I'm not I'm not Team Destiel or anything, but I, I can definitely. I'm starting to feel a little bit of shame for making fun of it, Chris. That's what's happening here. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make up for make for making fun of Destiel. Yeah, of course. Um, so he keeps hemming and hawing about how he doesn't want Dean to do it, and they're still like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna do it." I mean, you'd think like that's that's like a priest asking you to sin. Like it just it's it's weird, you know? It's wrong. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's an angel asking you to torture somebody, and even though it's a demon, it's still the act itself is evil. In case you kids out there don't know, torturing anybody for any reason is evil. Um, it's definitely evil, especially when we think about the fact that, uh, that Alistair is currently trapped in this human body. Mm-hmm. And everything we know about this means that this human body is experiencing everything that this, this demon is experiencing. Yeah, it's kind of a huge bummer. Huge bummer. These episodes in general are huge bummers. Like, nothing happy happens hardly ever. Like It's like, <laughs> as, as much as Sam is shifting to the, like, whatever, I'll do whatever it takes, it's like the show is shifting towards that, too. Like, everything's just getting darker. Everybody's, like, just getting fucked. You know, Pamela dying and just being like, this sucks. I wish I didn't even know you guys. And, you know, this stuff that's happening here where Dean's just, like, torturing him. He's just he's just being, he's just doing a bad thing. Like, the show is just like, yeah, everybody, deal with it. So, we're going to... Do we want to talk about this back and forth? Because we get we, get, we flick back and forth. Between Dean and what Dean is doing, what Sam is doing, Dean eventually accepts, of course, and then immediately has just like some of the most vicious looking torturing implements I've ever seen, like mm-hmm. on hand. Like, did the angels produce this? <laughs> he just yeah, has a bunch know. of like holy water, salt, knives, like skin peeling instruments, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, Alistair just shines right here. He is just so fucking scary and mm-hmm. awesome. Like he's constantly taunting Dean. This is where we find out that John was on the rack for a hundred years and never took the deal that Dean did. Dean did it in 40 constantly fucking with Dean. Like, you know, I, how can you even possibly think that any of this is going to work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My Dean, least favorite line in all of supernatural happens here though. The, um, the, the do not pass go, do not pass $200 or do not collect $200, whatever. <laughs> It it changed the way that I think about this show for the worse. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm able to look great. past it. It's just one. It's I have a, more of a problem with this than probably anybody else who watches this show. But for some reason, that line since the very first time that I've that I've watched it has just stuck out to me, and I hate it. And that's just me. You don't have to hate it, but that's me. I love how um, I tweeted this out because I, I like to look at the Wikipedia for the trivia section or the notes, or whatever. And uh, there was actually a note about this that, in just a really like, just so fucking dumb Wikipedia way of saying like, Alistair makes a reference to the famous board game Monopoly when he says, "Go directly <laughs> to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars." He's referring to the card that says, "Go to jail." Thanks, <laughs> Wikipedia. Glad. I'm, I'm very glad. You know, some dude might not know what Monopoly is, or do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars because whatever. But anyway. Um, yeah, I don't like that line either. It, it, it didn't actually, I didn't even catch it in this rewatch, but it, it, hearing about it after the fact, I, I, I don't like it. Cause it's, it's so intimidating and like, he's so good. And then he says that and I'm like, hmm. I'm pretty sure they've used that line in some capacity before. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's, I think it's come up before. But um, anyway. But Dean has a lot of ideas. He's like, I've been waiting for a long time to do this opportunity. I have a lot of creative ideas that I to, to how to torture you. Yeah, um, the idea of torturing uh, Alistair was basically what kept Dean alive. <laughs> meanwhile, he kept him going. I guess in hell he was he was dead. But meanwhile, Sam and Ruby sits up or hmm. meets up. Yeah, and, what, are, uh, what are they up to? 
Ruby, uh, number one, says she can still smell the angels, and she doesn't really like any of this stuff. And uh, Dean wants her to try to track him down, and she's like, Dean, or excuse me, Sam, why, why, why? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, like they obviously, they have Alistair, you know, Dean's going to do the thing, like, everybody's going to be happy. Why, why do you want to do this? And um, surprising me, again... Because he's been saying that this was just something the siren said, told him told him to say. He tells Ruby, like, I don't think Dean can get the job done. I'm the one that needs to do this. I'm the mm-hmm. only one that can do this. Um, <sighs> fuck you, Sam Winchester. Man, I'm just so irritated. What the hell? Uh, so sh- she does the cool spell that basically... I don't know why they just didn't look in the center of the map because <laughs> that's because she burns <laughs> the map down to the center and that's, that's where Dean is. Um, and then Dean, Sam says, like... I. I, I can't do this the way I am now. I need it. Like, and he starts yeah. begging for it and they, they start making out and they go to the bed and for all the world, I, I, you just kind of assume like he just, he just wants a little demon nookie, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that's not, that's when she takes out a knife and cuts her own arm open. And it's like, that's, this is, this is drugs. Like, this is what, this is what yeah. junkies do. Like, this is the, the experience of that. Um, and it's weird. It's weird. It's so weird. I don't even think I had like the full maturity to like see that as what was happening the first time I watched it. And now I'm just like, wow, like this is so bad in every way. Like this it's, is a, it's not good. It's, it's not good. It's not good at all. Like that's so unhealthy. Like clearly to just see Sam begging somebody for something and just like the interaction that they have, you're like, wow, this is, this is dark. Um, this is this is super dark. We talked about addiction way way back when, mm-hmm. um, when we we started talking about him like not using his powers and saying to to Dean, um, I'll, I'll, I'm never going to use my powers again or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And this is that definitely led to this where uh, he I don't know how she convinced him to do it for the first time. I don't remember if we get like a flashback of when that happens. Yeah, this Doesn't, is pretty much they just re- like shown that. Or they've alluded to the fact that he's done it, but you haven't really seen what he said. And I, we have said it, I think, before, but this is really when, when we're seeing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is like, we, we've talked about him taking in demon blood, which could be interpreted as like the demon, like mm-hmm. dripping drops of his blood into infant Sam Winchester. This isn't that. This is full blown demon sex with the chick's arm cut open while he's sucking out her demon blood for his yeah. super demon powers. <laughs> What you drinking? Sam, you had you had to know this was wrong. This, that's what the bad guys do. <laughs> this is what bad guys do. Like, when you're looking around and going like, are we the bads? Like, th- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is, you're sucking yes. demon blood out of your hot girlfriend, hot demon girlfriend. Yes, this is, this is not a good thing to do. Yeah, and you're lying about it. On top of it all, you're lying about it. Because and even and, you know what's wrong, Sam. And you're boning humans while you're sucking demon blood out of some yeah. rod. Like yeah, that's, just not, that's not a cool thing to do. Sam is being very uncool right now. He's getting not, very buff, but he's being very uncool. He's very uncool. He's not kablamo, Chris. He is he's not, not kablamo. Um. So while that's happening, fortunately, we don't get an extended sex scene. I will. Yeah. I will. And say just that. to to be fair, what I'm saying, like obviously, they they do it well. I think it really got its point across in. Being like, look how bad this is. Look how dark and like messed up this is. You know, like it it shows the issue. I think they do a very good. It's very. It's not necessarily understated, but like I think they get their point across. Oh yeah, I think it's extremely effective. 
I was disgusted by it on this mm-hmm. rewatch. Mm-hmm. I don't same. remember how how I felt about it when I first watched it, but I can only assume the same way of going like just my jaw on the floor, going like you're supposed to be the the, the good dude, like you're supposed yeah. to be like the innocent one. What the fuck are you doing, Sam Winchester? It's dark. And, yeah, it's <laughs> it's super dark. And then meanwhile. Just to lighten the mood up a little bit, we go back to Dean and Alistair, where Alistair is saying, like, I carved you into a new kind of animal. Mm-hmm. And then Dean responds with saying, well, you might be right, but now it's my turn to carve. Mm-hmm. I just like, think it's like they juxtapose our heroes doing just incredibly unheroic things. Shit. Yeah. Like, I know that we keep painting Sam as the bad guy, but in some ways the show is almost trying to be like, look at Dean, too. Our, our heroes aren't heroes anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And... Dean's stuff just isn't as like cosmically fucked as Sam's. <laughs> like Dean's just like torturing a demon while Sam is like becoming one. So it's a little bit different. Uh but it's still just like this episode in particular really hammering home like these are not our our sweet little baby angels anymore. Like this is this is some shit. Yeah, this is these are these are two broken individuals at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, you know, they've slowly been leading into this to this break for him until you finally get to see like exactly what his depravity is, and then Dean just being convinced by these cosmic beings to break his own moral code, mm-hmm. even though it's it's definitely against his better judgment in order to serve the common good of man. It it all happens in this episode at the same time, and it's it's extremely it's it's I hate to use this word, but it's extremely compelling. I couldn't take my I could barely make notes for this. Mm-hmm. Like I was just typing notes into yeah, my laptop same. without even looking at them because I was just so glued to the screen. Speaking of notes, one last thing I did notice about the Ruby Sam exchange: um, she calls him Sammy. Like she's the show oh, it had made really? in the past. She calls him Sammy once, and he and he's just totally cool. He with doesn't it. say anything. Okay, no, interesting. The, sh- the show has always made a point of him saying, "Don't call me Sammy." Um, and yeah, he uh, he he just goes for it. He's totally cool with it, and that's when you know that's a subtle little clue to be like, "Look at that." No, that's he's good. Now, I like, like that a lot. I miss that. That's really really good. He's treating her the same way that he treats Dean. Like Dean's the only one who's ever been allowed to call him that, and now this woman is like does sam love her or does he just think he needs her to this but like he's just so under her spell that she gets to call him sammy sam you had to know it was wrong what are you doing Which is also what my dad calls him it's fucking demon blood sam you had to know it was wrong <laughs> yeah it's grim it's grim it's grim so Meanwhile, back to some more grim shit. <laughs> yeah, Alistair under torture, uh, and and Dean is doing some pretty vicious stuff. Like he's coating these uh, his demon knife in holy water and kind of carving pieces out of Alistair. He Alistair in the meantime, holy it, water. Yeah, he has a syringe full of holy water, which is kind of super gross and horrible. Um, Alistair, meanwhile, is giving him all of the information that he doesn't want to know. So mm-hmm. we heard about John being on the rack for a hundred years. What we find out now is that John was supposed to be the the first person to break the seal. Yeah, like that. The only way they could start this process of breaking seals is by having a good man turn bad, and that was supposed to have been John Winchester, but of course it wasn't. Now it's actual actually Dean that did that. Yeah, um, and that's like the most devastating shit that Dean could have heard. You could you could just tell like he's trying to hold it in, but it's just not. He's just real fucked up about it, like as you would be, right? Like to find out you're the cause of the apocalypse, like you're mm-hmm. the reason that all this is happening. It's not great. It's not a good look, and that's why we kind of learn. I think later in the episode, that's why 
the angels were sent to pull him out. They were supposed to pull him out before that happened. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this little prophecy. We uh we did skip over Anna showing up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, to talk to, to talk to Castiel. So during this torture scene, uh, our good friend Anna from a couple episodes ago, um, <laughs> Anna, what just got her grace back? Um, is shows up to Castiel and is like, Get, "What the fuck are you doing?" Basically, <laughs> which yeah. thank you, Anna. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but what the like. There's no way that like God is ordering you to torture people. Like, there's, that's not what our Father is. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't seem like anything that like He would ask us to do. He's never asked us to do this. Number one, like, why would He start doing this now? No matter what the consequences. Like, and you could tell that Castiel has actual doubt about this, um, and that which is good. Like, we Anna and Castiel having this back and forth of what Castiel is feeling or not feeling about actual like you know Father God is really interesting to me even now like knowing where it ends up i'm super interested in it yeah it's good stuff um so she's the only one paying attention it seems like and around this time is when the pipes start to leak (laughs) yeah they've they've kind of shown this a couple of times as like just like a, a like a drop of water leaking and again you know our our fucking demon circles are just the most <laughs> just the, the most vulnerable places on earth but like a pipe starts leaking and dripping water onto the thing which of course frees Alistair who just proceeds to beat the ever loving shit out of Dean mm-hmm. it's just like bad. just just he gets hospitalized after spoilers <laughs> like he has to go to the hospital he goes to the hospital after this which is, is pretty serious for for Dean um I wonder if he still has uh, McGillicuddy's insurance card, if that's how they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is where, I think, full dark side. In fact, if we thought last episode was intense, Sam shows up, you know, that he did his little spell with, with Ruby, they were able to find Dean's location. Sam sh- shows up and... Well, hold on, hold on. But right okay. before, because I do want to talk about the fact that uh, Alistair exercises Castiel from his body. Because up to this point, I hadn't really put together the fact that Castiel was possessing a human body just yeah. like the demons were. You just kind of assume that they are he made did, flesh, he, right? He mentions it like the moment that they meet him, but that's it. Do they? Okay, maybe maybe I just didn't I didn't see it happen. But then it's just been ever since, like, just trapes around on his body. <laughs> so, yeah, Sam shows up, and all of this shit that they made Dean go through... Breaking the angels, not not Alistair. The angels make Dean go through all of this shit, breaking him down, taking his like morality and twisting it, all that shit. And he wasn't able to find out the information that they wanted, which was who's killing the angels. Um, and then Sam shows up, all juiced up from his uh, solo flexing. And <laughs> honestly, if we're gonna if we're gonna be honest with ourselves, that's definitely some bi flexing happening right there. Oh, like, there, there was bi flexing. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was yeah. more than one mm-hmm. uh, party to that that flexing. Mm-hmm. So he he shows up and just basically uh, tortures the inside of of Alistair. Right, like he just like twists the dude's soul is how I imagine it with his uh, with his new psychic powers, which has just gone to a whole other level. Where we just saw Dean do all of this shit. And within two seconds of Sam twisting him with his, his psychic powers, uh, Alistair just gives it all up. So that's, it's almost to show, it's as if like all the evil shit that Sam, uh, that Dean was just made to do is only set up there to serve to show like, this is how much worse Sam is. 
because he's willingly just doing this, like no questions asked. And the way this is presented on screen is is kind of cheesy. Like I don't think Jared particularly sells this very well at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's <laughs> he's got the thing where he's like holding his one hand is up on his forehead, and then he's, his hand is out and like gripping tight. And as he's like apparently gripping this dude's soul, he's twisting it back and forth and pulling it. And it it looks kind of cheesy to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really Alistair's reaction to all of this. Like this, this dude that plays Alistair is so good in this role yeah. and he's already like bleeding and bloodied or whatever. And like, now he's just like agonizing in pain a way that we have not seen, as you mentioned from, from Dean torturing him up to this point. And, and Dean has been doing some fucked up shit to him, like pouring yeah. salt down his throat, like doing all kinds of weird stuff and like just not getting anywhere. The one thing that I'll give Jared here is that he doesn't look like Sam anymore. And I, I've said that in the past, like during certain things, but here in this, while he's doing his hand wavy stuff, I think his face looks different enough that it's almost like it's a different character. And we, we, we find out that and what's worse about this, what's worse about Dean not doing, not, not succeeding in his goal and Sam doing it and Sam being the worst person. But even worse than both of those things is that it doesn't matter. He doesn't actually know who it's doing it. He just knows yep. it's not the demons. He literally finds <laughs> out that it wasn't, it's like Alistair doesn't know anything. He <laughs> like, he doesn't know the deep or, or doesn't know. Or he knows that I demons mean, wouldn't be able to pull this off basically. Exactly. Um, so we, we get a little time jump. Um, Dean is in the hospital and then uh, Castiel shows up. Sam is obviously in the hospital with Dean and Sam accosts Castiel of saying like, you need to go in there and do your healing shit right now like you you're the one that caused this you know you can go in there with a touch of your finger and and heal this dude for the rest you know and he doesn't have to go through all of this stuff like you need to do this right now and castiel is basically kind of like sorry bro and it just Mm -hmm. leaves like castiel doesn't really have a good response to this and you can tell it bothers him that he doesn't have a good response to this yeah and this is one of the things that i used to like really cling on to with all of the, the shit between sam and dean to see Sam actually being that mad for his brother. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there is still something here. Like he he's angry that his brother is hurt. Yeah, everything that they're doing is fucked up and the situation is just a whole giant mess. But he was that irate that his brother was was beat up and that Cassio wouldn't heal him. I was I was I was glad for it at least. <laughs> There's yeah, some like a shred of that brotherly love still there. Just a little bit of decency, a little bit of conscientious, you know, like objection of doing terrible <laughs> stuff, and and just a, just a just a little bit of proof, like a little bit of nug that that Sam might be redeemable in some way, mm-hmm. that he's not completely fucking lost to the steam and power thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're following along with the show, could be a question. But also, if you know anything about Supernatural, like there's 13 season of this, and yeah. like spoilers, he's not a shitbag in season. 13. He's not a he's not a sick for <laughs> a day for 13 years. Like, the show will be unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> Sam just gets more and more hopped up on demon blood yeah. until season eight, <laughs> where he's just like a giant floating gargoyle. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah. Um, Gargoyles. Yeah. Then it turns into a Harry Dresden novel. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the end of this the episode, like we we still have a little bit to get through. Uh, Castiel and Uriel kind of talk in the Angel Park or whatever, and, and Uriel seems kind of like you know the, all of our angel. I've I've taken revelation from the garrison, and the garrison tells me that we should chase these these demon this demon, even though now we know that the demon isn't the one that is doing anything. So mm-hmm. he's like confused. Uh, Castiel basically says like. 
Yeah, homie. I, th- I think some people are telling us some lies. Like, that that's what's happening here. Yeah, Anna got to Castiel. She got through to him. And we see this because Castiel is doubting this so much that he kind of summons Anna later that night and says, like, hey, I, I'm considering disobedience. And she's like, good, which I think is mm-hmm. a really great line. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's really fun, well-delivered. Um, if but you want to talk like, about shipping, I'm going to be real. I always saw Castiel and Anna. I thought really? you, guys, you guys make a great pairing. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, I can Just see that. Just because I like them both as, like, she's the one who convinces him to, like, to see the light, as it were. I have I have this same issue with the uh, Flash TV show of wanting uh, Barry and Iris, not Iris, Barry and, um, I don't remember the name of the character, but she's, like, the kind of nerd geek chick that's in the show. Mm-hmm. I always wanted them to hook up instead of Barry and Iris, and it's definitely not going to happen, and they're probably totally incompatible like personalities, <laughs> but like I just really liked both of them, and they were both very nice people, so I was like, I yeah. bet they'll be real nice together, too. I think it, yeah, I don't mean it, I said ship, but like, I've literally never shipped anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You just want to kind of see them like smooch a couple of times. And see yeah, I'm like, oh, like, I like I like the, the influence that she had on him, so I wanted to see more of them together. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just want to see those two characters interact more. And, you know, if they happen to smooch, then that's fine, too. <laughs> um, Castiel basically asked Anna, like, tell me what to do. Like, what do I do next? And she refuses and says, no, that's, that's the whole point of this, is you have to decide what to do for your own. Mm-hmm. We've spent our entire lives, you know, since the beginning of time, basically, being told exactly what to do and think. Now it's your turn. You have to do this. Pretty strong parallel to the old uh, Sam and Dean John situation. Yep, kind of, kind of, almost exactly like that with kinda Castiel. Identical. <laughs> kind of, pretty much exactly the same thing. They wrote the same story twice. Oh, <laughs> oh. well, what do you know? <laughs> well, 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 well. Um. Castiel goes back to explore the their little demon torturing chamber, which, like, hopefully someone's going to go clean that place up pretty soon, and kind of sees that it's a leaky faucet and basically puts together that, yeah, exactly, that it wasn't um, the demons doing it, but it was Uriel. Yeah. He's like, and, hey, Uriel, hey, pal, I'm pretty sure that we had this place locked down. There was no way that our chalk lines could have been disturbed in any way. That's some powerful shit. So... The demons didn't get to the pipes. It was you. And that's where uh, Uriel basically brings out what is going to be called an angel's blade or an angel sword, basically. They call it throughout Lucifer's the rest of- sword in the Yeah, in the description, description called it Lucifer's sword, which... Dude, that's the name of my band. That's flipping <laughs> sick. <laughs> this is Lucifer's sword. He's playing Lucifer's axe. And that's Joseph on the... Da- Lucifer's drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eddie Vedder, and this is Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this has been Uriel this entire time. Like yeah, Uriel's, Uriel's going killing around, angels, and he says it's not murder. He says he's been uh, converting them, and he says it's conversion. So it's he's basically been presenting the choice of like let's let's openly rebel and basically wipe out all of these. Uh, I don't remember what horrible phrase he calls us humans, but humanity mud and monkeys. wipe mud monkeys and wipe all these mud monkeys out. And I think he even wants to free Lucifer. Like he wants to raise Lucifer. I said think I, I know for a fact because it's literally in the notes mm-hmm. that I'm reading right now, and it's the thing that he says next. Um, he wants to raise Lucifer because he believes that Lucifer was the the one that had all of these thoughts to begin with is the reason yeah. that he was cast out 
for, for daring to not love these mud monkeys. So he wants to raise Lucifer back up to follow him. Yeah, it's uh, starting to get pretty pretty serious. Uriel's not in line with the demons in any way, shape, or form, but we have to remember that Lucifer, although it hasn't been really addressed too much, Lucifer is a fallen angel. He, look at his mm-hmm. name. It's not Satan. He's not the devil. He's called Lucifer. Yep. And um, this is expressed, and this is some of Supernatural's weaknesses between season four and five, is when these angels kind of disagree with one another. They, they just try to solve all of their problems by punching one another. Yeah. And they, <laughs> like, they, and it's, these two dudes do not look good punching each other. They do not look great. The most like unathletic guys going at it. Like, like <laughs> Misha's pretty like buff now. Like dudes looking good. But back then he's just like, he's just like a scrawny actor. <laughs> so him throwing yeah, these he, punches, like his straight arm throwing a punch. I'm like, yeah, wouldn't hurt anybody. I would be extremely surprised if Castiel or if Misha Collins had punched anybody in his life before yeah. being asked to like <laughs> fake punch this dude in this episode. He's like, what do you he, mean? he doesn't. I'm an I, angel. I mean, yeah, I'm a fucking angel, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, this this fight is not good. Uh, Uriel, you know, eventually gets the upper hand. And it looks like he's about to kill Castiel when our our good friend Anna shows up um, and stabs him. And he says, wow. you know, there's no God. And she's like, maybe there's not, but there's still me. Yeah, which is. Super corny, but also super Another great. one of those. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. two like, corny uh, angel lines in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Never open myself this way. <laughs> Why wasn't that playing when, uh, because she's probably opened herself that way before. Never mind. When Ruby opened herself up with that demon blood. So, uh,. At this point, we go back to the hospital, and Dean wakes up, and and Castiel is there, oh. and we get a speech. Chris, you, mm-hmm. we had talked about this. I should cut this whole thing in. You think? Do we need? How, how do you want to approach this? Yeah, I, I think it'd probably be better than me reading it. Um, but you you did write it down, though. Right? I did write most of it <laughs> okay. down. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Because you got Dean in here asking, "Is it true? Did I break the first seal? Mm-hmm. Did I start all this?" You know edge of tears um and so Cassio says yes when we discovered Lilith's plans for you we laid siege to hell but we were too late you know they tried to get in there and save him but it was too late um and that means that like getting Dean's soul all of this shit I don't know if that means going all the way back to when Sam was stabbed in the back because I don't know if Lilith and Yellow Eyes really were aligned with each other I feel like they were kind of enemies um they just, I don't know how far back it goes, but Lilith planned on this from the beginning to have Dean go to mm-hmm. hell so he could break the first seal after John was freed. You know, after he got away, then they needed uh, a replacement. Um, so, yeah, uh, when we discovered the plans, we laid siege to hell. Um, why didn't you just leave me there then? Was Dean's response to that. I had already broken the first seal, so why'd you just, why'd you just leave me in hell? Um, Castiel says, it's not, it's not blame that falls on you, it's fate. The righteous man who begins it is only is the only one who can finish it. And that's a pretty big thing. Like That's part of their revelation, their prophecy, is the righteous man that starts the apocalypse, the one th- who's taken off the rack, breaks the first seal, he is the only one who can, at the end, make it right and finish it. That's what they're... And this fucking crushes Dean yeah. Winchester. This, yeah. like, destroys Dean Winchester. Like, the righteous man... That that begins it has to end it like fucking destroys him. Yeah, when he says ha- you can finish it, Dean's like finish what Lucifer the apocalypse? Like what does that? He literally says what does that mean? And Dean's yeah. saying something like what does that mean? You're like oh man. Um, Castiel says our fate rests with you, 
And this is this is the sad part. This I is the part you got to cut in. Our fate rests with you. Well, then you guys are screwed. I can't do it, Cass. It's too big. Alistair was right. I'm not all here. I'm, I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I guess I'm not the man either of our dads wanted me to be. Find someone else. It's not me. Hear Dean say that, you're like, oh man. Like... Dean and all of his bravado, we've seen it broken down a dozen times. Like, it's nothing new. Seeing Jensen Ackles cry is nothing new. But that one moment of his frustration with his brother, not thinking that he's good enough for this, him feeling like a failure, like he failed his father, like he he can't live up to any of this shit. He just went back and, and, and tortured Alistair. The thing that's been haunting him from hell wasn't the torture done to him. It was the torture he did to others, and they just made him relive that. And now he just has to say, find someone else. I'm not strong enough to do the thing that you're asking me to do. And that's how they end the episode. And it's two episodes in a row just ending with these these heavy, heavy scenes with the last one, Pamela saying, um, if you think what you're doing is right, or if you think you have good intentions, think again to Sam. Basically being like, Sam, you're about to be the bad guy. And then the next episode saying, or Dean saying, I can't be the good guy. I'm not strong enough. So now we're just left in this weird, dark place where nothing seems like it's about to go in the right direction. Sam is is becoming the villain, and at the same time, Dean says that he's not able to become the hero, so it's just getting darker and darker. And and just a spoiler alert, in case you think this next episode is Rainbows and Sunshine, it ain't. (laughs) Like, they do a a little bit to, to alleviate the pressure, but... This the way that they end this episode is just a fucking gut punch. Like yeah. you come out of this, you you kind of hate Sam. Like mm-hmm. Sam has been doing some bad stuff. He saved the day, but he had to drink his demon girl, demon demon girlfriend's blood in order to juice up enough to 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 be able to save his brother and to be able to save Castiel. He you come out of this thinking like Dean is just a broken man. I, it's amazing. And I kind of like that we have a break from normality, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second with this next mm-hmm. episode. But um, it's amazing that Dean is able to function after this, right? Like it's yeah. it's it's amazing that that dude just doesn't like d- crawl into a bottle and hide at the bottom of Bobby Sinker's demon-proof yeah. bomb shelter because that's what I would want to do. Like mm-hmm. I'll, all of a sudden, I have all of this responsibility. All I've ever wanted to do was protect my family, and now you're telling me that to protect my family, I have to destroy to stop the apocalypse and to kill lucifer something that god didn't even do like you know, what I, I, what does I, that even mean is is exactly the question that i would be asking like what 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 the fuck are you talking about like that doesn't even make sense yeah and i think for for dean it really it just comes back to the same thing every single time is sam no matter how evil sam is getting no matter how broken dean is no matter how much he feels like he can't get the job done Dean, he can't. He can't just let his brother go down the dark side. He doesn't say it here. He doesn't. Say, they don't even really talk about it for a while now. But I think that that is part of it. I think that Dean would always come back from anything to protect his family. 
Um, no matter how much he wants to quit and give up on everybody, I don't think he can. He doesn't have it in him. So the fact that he knows all this shit with his brother, he's incredibly frustrated with it. He's tired with it. But I think that Dean would never stop wanting to save Sam. Um, and it's like, he just can't let it go. I love this episode so much. Cause he gets up in the morning and he goes to work at nine and he comes back home at 5.30 gets the same train every time cause his world is built on punctuality that never fails and he's all so good and he's all so fine and he's all so healthy in his body and his mind he's a well-respected man about town Let's talk about It's a Terrible Life, written by Sarah Gamble and directed by James L. Conway. Sam and Dean leave normal... Nope. Sam and Dean live normal, separate lives, but they don't seem to know each other, even though they work at the same company. However, when colleagues start committing suicide, they team up to investigate the situation. Um, our previously on is just a bunch of angel shit, and I love our cold open because it's Dean Winchester getting all in, up in his like American Psycho outfit, <laughs> making yeah oh, yeah we do we do get that. <laughs> I guess I gotta put that in as the, as the music. else matters. <laughs> um, I wonder if I can cut up nothing else matters for the outro music. <laughs> There's got to be some good, some sweet guitar licks that I can do that too, right? Oh, for sure. Fucking, what's his name? It's gonna sue my ass for you'd be you'd be so sued. You'll be in jail by the time this podcast comes out if you do that. I probably, probably can't even find Metallica songs on YouTube, right? Like it just it doesn't exist. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Anyway, uh, so he 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 gets up to like this great soundtrack that you mentioned that you hummed. Um, he's mm-hmm. dressing up in like a pinstripe suit. He's making like a like a kale smoothie or something. It looks very unlike Dean Winchester. He walks outside. He gets into his Prius. Shout out to my friend Patches on Twitter for just literally tweeting out and not tagging anybody. Why is Dean driving a Prius? Which I thought was a really great tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff there. Um, Heavy metal music starts playing. He cuts that shit right off. It starts turning on the NPR morning news. Goes to work. He's Dean Smith, director of sales and marketing. And we get like a whole long montage of him just being a business douche. Yeah. It's, um, it's the least deemed thing that you could possibly see. And they just like, they just roll into it. There's, there's like, it's funny that we talk about how you kind of forget about what they're doing because they don't explain it. They just do a whole episode like this. They just, they just, they don't, they don't bother with any explanation. Like we don't find out what's going on until way late. And it, and I, I mentioned this at the start of the show, I think. It might have been in the outtakes, I f- forget. But it's one of these things where I was curious, but I'm also just having such a good time watching the show that I didn't particularly care that they weren't telling me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just I just kind of wanted to go along with it. It's just a good episode. Like, it's, just a, it's just... I, and I don't, it's good. I don't even think that the ghost is particularly interesting. Like, it's fine for what it is, but it's the interaction between Sam and Dean playing these different roles that... Just, I really get into it. Um, so Dean gets into the elevator with Sam, um, who says like, Hey, I, 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 do we know each other? Like, I kind of recognize you. And Dean has to be, is, I think you mentioned this earlier, extremely homophobic. And it is like, no dude, I'm not, I'm not that way. You need to go cruise some, the bathrooms or something. Or like, there's some bullshit like that. Like, yo, Dean, chill it out, man. It's just a guy. You're like, yo dude, sorry. Like I went to high school with you at something. You look like somebody I know. Sorry, dude. Didn't realize that you were being attacked. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> he goes like so hard on the homophobia. It's crazy. I'm like, dude, 2009, guys. What the yeah, hell? What is, not, are you not paying attention to the demographics? Like, do you think there's a bunch of young dudes watching the show? Because I can tell you about the, the metrics on our Facebook page for this podcast. There's <laughs> yeah. no young dudes watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, in our main episode, we get we learn that Sam is now Sam Wesson. Did, did you get mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's Dean's last name? Smith. So Smith and Wesson. Do you get it? Okay. Like just like a sure. Winchester. Yeah. Dean Win- like Winchester. And then Sam Chester. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. That's what they should have done. Forget guns. Uh, Sam Chester the third. <laughs> oh, that would that would have been the way to go. Oh man, that's good stuff. Um, so yeah, he's Sam is like an IT um, boy. He's wearing this bright yellow shirt and asking people if they've turned it off and turned it back on again. Uh, which the wiki helpfully mm-hmm. qu- p- points out could be a reference to the show IT Crowd. And I would like to oh. helpfully point out to the wiki is just a reference to being a fucking IT guy since the year 1992, mm-hmm. but whatever. <laughs> fucking BBC didn't invent, turn it off and turn it back on again. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I like that show. Just like, you know what? I'm not going to, I kind of want to go yeah. on a rant, but I'm not going to. Just sometimes, especially with a supernatural, supernatural wiki, it, they, it's just like they've never been a person. <laughs> they've never gone outside. <laughs> it really is like ever, that. and that's fine. Like I'm a huge nerd. I spend all my time playing video games. But there's just a different degree of, of like there's a lack of understanding sometimes. It really shows its face in that in that Wikipedia. Like I'm really cutting into your Final Fantasy 14 time right now. Like you were not playing this yeah. video game to do, <laughs> that video game to do this podcast, which is probably the nerdiest thing ever. Like to not play something it's, because you're recording about supernatural yeah, <laughs> and going and going it's long true. because we can't shut up about it, even though it's 10:30 at night. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. <laughs> Um, we, we meet Sam's cubicle buddy, um, who is this dude who violates the dress code, talks about banging, um, what he calls grandma milfs, which is not wholesome. I guess it's, Everybody's just gross all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he also likes to steal stuff from work. And, um, we, during this like scene we get of kind of like showing what Sam's life, Sam, Sam Chester's life is like, um, we we also meet a third IT monkey guy who is like just hell bent on doing nothing but work 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 work. Sam tells Ian about all of his crazy dreams that he's been having lately, where he and his brother hunt ghosts and vampires, and Ian, his slacker Some buddy, things never change. Just immediately just starts laughing his ass off at him, and I just I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, dude, sick, nice, which is really painted in this world. Like this isn't the Sam that we. That we know, I guess. Because he's actually a decent guy in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually a reasonable human being, except for his, obviously, like, just, and we're going to get to it in a minute, but his hell-bent, just most desire on Earth is to have sex with his werewolf girlfriend that died, that he had to murder. We're, we're going to yeah, get right, we're going right. to get to that eventually, but... Um, this, this episode, in a way, is a reminder of Sam Winchester, because the last few, like, or most of the season, where he's not acting like a good guy... Um, this one is like, Hey, remember how he was last season or, you know, the season before that, before he was a bad guy. Remember you guys remember this, even though it's like, they're filling different roles. It's still, uh, it was, it was good to like, to see that version again. This is, this is a, this is a break, right? This is a breather. Like the end of the last two episodes were, were pretty, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? We're, we're pretty dour. 
right? Like they mm-hmm. were, they weren't, they weren't super happy and they're, we're going to get to come away from that eventually. But like having this episode spaced where it is and just be a complete almost reboot. So it just like you probably expected going into this. If you were watching it live, like, okay, resolution time. Like, how are we going to get Dean back into Cheerland, and how are we going to get Sam off that <laughs> demon blood? And what are we going to do? And then to have this like complete out of nowhere thing, I think it's actually really, really strong for the series. Yeah, for sure. Sam runs into Dean again and just in the most nerdy way possible, like ask him if he believes in ghost. Like he even says something like, I, I just have one question. What do you think about ghost? Like that's not a, that's not a good question. <laughs> that's your question. <laughs> that's a terrible question. How about, do you have visions of yourself in another lifetime? Because that's what it's been happening to me. And I see you in my visions and that's a little weird. Yeah. You'd think he would even be like, dude, listen, like he even says like they have, they have Oh dude, I'm not gay. Um, they don't say it like that, but still, uh, they have their little, their little, um, moment, but he could just be like, listen, I'm not trying to be a creep here. Like, I'm not trying to freak you out, but I really feel like I know you from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, are you sure you don't know me? But instead he goes, do you believe in ghosts? What do you think about ghosts? Man, I've never met before in my life. Because... Because you're haunting my dreams. What about what about vampires? Do you think anything this is about vampires? Question. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sam is really bad at this. Like, you know who would totally fucking suck at speed dating is Sam Chester. He would be the yeah, worst. At, I mean, like that would be his opening line of like, "Do you believe in ghosts?" And the chick would be like, "Yeah," and I'm um, de- it's because I am one because I am dead that you asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I, Dean tells him that he's he, he's like he's like look I'm gonna do you a service and tell you that you overshare with people you, you need to stop and then like stops <laughs> yeah. the elevator and then leaves which is good for Dean like that's what needs to happen um, mm-hmm. we go back to Sam taking another tech support phone call while he is googling the word vampire <laughs> <laughs> on his work computer Chris, nice dude this just cracks me up so what happens if you just google the word vampire like right now what would what would what would even come up I can tell you in a second. Exactly what you, like pictures of every single vampire you've seen in media. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ah, the Wikipedia entry for vampire. Yep, <laughs> imagine that. Have you seen See, that? Yeah, have you seen that joke him. going around? By the way, the um, I can tell you. I don't know about you, but I can tell you exactly where I was when I when I heard the news about JFK being shot. No, I, I was at my house at my desk reading the Wikipedia article about how JFK <laughs> got shot. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it cracks me up. These modern jokes. Modern jokes, everybody. Weird Twitter, bring it at me. So uh, he's on this phone call, and uh, his buddy, his slacker buddy Ian, gets called into HR, and then they notice that their third buddy is like super aggressively trying to uh, are freaking out because he's losing data, which leads to our first kill of the episode. This dude freaks out so hard about losing data, he sticks his head in a microwave and then microwaves his head to death. Yeah. I'm like that. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I guess it's just never occurred to me. Like I know that it has like, you can't, it won't start unless like the thing is closed. So I'm guessing that there's some pretty powerful shit going in there. I've just never thought about this before. Like as a, as a way to kill yourself. Like it's yeah. I mean, can't be good. Can't be good. Sticking your head in the microwave, I guess. So what is it doing to your food? <laughs> It's exploding it, Chris, just like your brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for whatever reason, Dean, the the internet guy, um, comes downstairs to like watch this body be taken out. And then, uh, he and Sam arrive at the same conclusion. They both do their own amount of research and figure out that this dude was two weeks before retirement. So it doesn't make sense that he was committing suicide. And that's where Dean and, um, this is where, excuse me, Ian, our slacker buddy has become all straight faced and Dean calls him up to his office and the dude also kills himself in the bathroom by stabbing a pencil in his neck. Yeah, not not a great not a great time. I feel like we're breezing through this, and I feel like we should be breezing through this stuff. But like, we have to talk about how gruesome this is, right? Like, this is a yeah. super gro- like this is super gross. It's it's gross and it's dark and visceral and it's right in Dean's face and he's mm-hmm. just like it's like the that version of Dean needed something just that awful to like kickstart him into into action. And during all this, Dean sees like an old dude in a mirror or something. So like, that's probably mm-hmm. our ghost. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't actually care about the, the monster of the week on this at all. Like I just, all this, what, what's about to happen, which is when Dean calls Sam up and they kind of start like bonding about, about this stuff is what I, is what I'm here for. This is the meat, the potatoes, potatoes of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. This is, uh, Dean calls Sam up and Sam says like, yeah, Something's weird about this. I don't know why. It's just my instinct. And Dean's like, I've got the same instinct. Let's do this dog. And they're yeah. like, yeah, best friends. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, it's the, it's the montage from Step Brothers suddenly. It's a, it's a lot like that. And uh, Sam figures out that even though these people are getting called up to HR, they're not going to the HR office. They're going to this weird closed down office, which is full of old computers which luckily the show like spends some time like with this random dude just kind of wandering in and then this ghost appears and the ghost is kind of electric or something. Mm, something like that. And then Dean and Sam show up and like kind of accidentally stumble on the fact that like, cause Dean picks up a wrench and of course the wrench is iron, but they don't know that. Blah, 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 blah. I do like the whole part where Sam is like, we should check it out. Right. And Dean's like, yeah, I mean, wait, like right now, and then that whole mold, like the, the realization, like I, I want nothing more than to yeah. go check this out right now. <laughs> Like, holy shit. They're both right on the same page with that. They are both extremely excited about, like, hunting a ghost. And I think that's the part of the episode that works the best for me, is it's it almost feels like after all of the, the drama and the the ennui of the last few episodes and of the last few seasons, it's it's just back to the basics, right? Like, they're just mm-hmm. hunting a fucking ghost. Like, yeah. it's not an angel ghost. It's not a demon ghost. Nobody's drinking demon blood. Nobody's fucking angels. It's just a good old-fashioned ghost making its workers commit suicide because that dude died in the 20s. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but the back and forth and stuff, like, we get with... Um, Sam and Dean is, is really fun. There's a the moment where Dean calls him Sammy and he's like, did you just call me Sammy? Don't, don't do that. Yeah. That's weird. We find out that Dean is on a cleanse and it's carb free in his entire apartment, which is awful. Why would you ever be carb free? Don't do that. Don't do that to yeah. yourselves, everybody. There's better ways to be. Don't let me tell you what to do with your life either. There's better <laughs> ways to do that. So now we get into probably what's going to be everybody's favorite segment of the show, which is how to hunt a ghost as presented by our old friends, the (laughs) ghost facers. Yeah, this is pretty fantastic. I love this section because it's obviously a reversal of what we thought about the ghost facers before, which is good stuff. Like that's always Mm -hmm. welcome. Um, But also they continually acknowledge the big bullies and idiots that are Sam and Dean throughout this. And Sam and Dean never, I think they just keep calling them the Winchesters. The Winchesters, yeah. Yeah, so. I was about to say they never acknowledged the Sam and Dean, but 
the ghost facers break this down step by step and it's delightful. This like step one, figure out what you're up against. And then like they do a bunch of research and figure out this dude was like an old business, owned the building in the twenties or something. Yeah. It's so funny just seeing Sam Google all that. And, uh, yeah, love it. I, it was like a pleasant surprise too. I like totally forgot this was in that I'd episode. I totally forgotten the Ghostbusters show up in this, and um, but it's it's Dean that's doing all of the googling and the research, which I think is kind of a yeah. delight. <laughs> like they kind of reverse these two roles a little bit, um, and then they watch step two, which is kill it. <laughs> and the the ghost facers go through this whole thing about like shotgun shells and all the stuff that that works, and then uh, like they. Sam and Dean look at one another. It's like, where do we even get a gun? Yeah, like, is there like you- a waiting period. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, the step three, which is burning the remains, uh, is and, like both of these dudes, both of our ghost phaser dudes, just look like so disgusted. Like, hey, this is this is gonna get a little gross. Like, you're gonna have this to might do- be illegal in some states. <laughs> all all states. states. It's gonna be illegal in all states. <laughs> It's really good. I, yeah. I I really enjoyed that we gave our, our Ghost Facers time as, as limited as it is in this episode. Yeah. Um. So of course, like this is the hunt for the remains, and we're gonna they, they're eventually gonna find it, and they're gonna fight the ghost and kill it or, or 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 whatever. But then they and they do like they they eventually get rid of the ghost and they meet back up in Sam and Dean's apartment. And because uh, I'm not gonna go through the fight by fight, like nobody gives a shit about no, this ghost. Right, right. Um. And they meet up and they are just fucking jazzed about killing this ghost. Like <laughs> Dean's like, it's the most fun I had in years. I bet. Cause he's been complaining about his weight the entire time and how he had, he yeah. lives a sedentary lifestyle. And he's like, man, I bet you, but you really burn a lot of carbs doing this all the time. Right. <laughs> and Sam is basically like, yeah, we should do this all the time. And Dean says, no, no like we couldn't possibly do this all the time. Like, what are we going to do? Ride around and live in shitty hotels and not have health insurance. <laughs> Like, basically every bad thing that you and I have been talking about on the show, that's why you should never be a hunter, Dean, like, yeah. list out in, 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 a for, in, like, a fucking, you know, listicle blog article, which I think is really, really good. Tim's like, yeah, but, like, come on. Also, I called my, my fiancé, who doesn't exist. So, yeah, he's, so, Sam is, Sam's trying to convince Dean that these lives that they're leading are fake. And Dean says, what are you talking about? Like, I have a family. Like, my dad's name is Bobby. My mom's name is Ellen. My sister's name is Joe. And Sam is like, well, my ex-fiance's name is Madison. But when I try to call her, I got an animal clinic. And I have a really big problem with this, Chris. <laughs> Very weird. It's like I... The thing I said to you when you first pointed that out, because I, so, I was so confused. What, you, what could you possibly be talking about? Because mm-hmm. it's such, such an absurd thing. The only reason I can think that they choose Madison, who was the werewolf... Who was the werewolf lady. ...is for the joke of saying he calls her and it's just the animal hospital because he fucking shot her. I mean, but is there... What what is the joke that she... she, That it's an animal hospital. Like, it's just an in-joke for us. Like, I don't know. I guess, man. Like, it just... I just... It just floors me that they, like, took... Like, why wouldn't it be Jessica? Like... Yeah. Right, like it should definitely be Jessica. I guess because and not the and werewolf all that of he it, it's once supposed and then shot to death. Yeah, I think it's all supposed to be fabricated because, like, Dean's parents are not Ellen and Bobby. And Sam said, "If yeah, I call my fiance Jessica, the audience would be like, okay, like, yeah, you, you like you guys were dating in real life, like, sh- sure." But this Madison was never his fiance, so maybe that's just to add to the total fabrication of it all. I, I guess it's just. It's just hilarious to me that now we have yet another example of just Dean just 
Just loving the monsters, man. <laughs> yeah, or Sam. Sam, excuse me. Yeah, Sam is loving. Uh, I'm kind of forgot what happened next. So, oh, so Sam starts to say how doesn't this feel like fate? Doesn't this feel like destiny? Like this is our calling. Oh yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is an important line, I think, because Dean says, "No, I don't believe in that kind of thing. I don't believe in fate, or destiny, whatever." Maybe he doesn't say it in that kind of a dramatic way, but it really starts to draw the line between where Sam and Dean are at right now. Sam is doing this whole demon blood thing because he thinks that this is all for a reason. There's a purpose. There's a destiny. There's a fate. Yeah, he's doing bad things, but it's all for this reason. He was chosen to do this. Where Dean, as we started to see, is just always resisting that. The angels say they have a plan and he is resisting that plan. And that's just, that. This, that's where these two boys are at right now. And we get this, um, what I feel like is a weirdly placed scene. I guess this is supposed to show us that Sam is if he can't live his 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 hunter life that he just is so frustrated with his the life that he leads that it's he has to explode on it but like he that we get this whole weird scene of him like with a tie, with like a fire iron like beating up his cubicle like did he bring that with him to work that day <laughs> like there's no fireplaces around dog like it's just in a cubicle case there was a case there were ghosts <laughs> yeah of course yeah i guess i would carry one of those around with me if i if i was if i had learned what i had just learned but uh yeah he stands up and just starts beating the hell out of his telephone and his computer and stuff and then uh we don't see sam for the rest of the episode so i can only assume that he's still there today beating up that same <laughs> computer over and over again he's trapped in another loop Instead, we get uh, Dean back in his cubicle, uh, not, excuse me, back in his office, and Dean's boss walks in and uh, says, like, hey, you've been doing a really good job. Like, we're, we're going to give you a bonus, and does the whole write the number down on a piece of paper and send it face down. And um, Dean says, like, you know, that's really nice, but actually, I, I've just been, I've been learning something about myself, and I, I'm going to quit. Like, I'm going to do, do something else. Like, I, I can't explain it, but I just have to do it. Like, this is not who I am. Um, and, of course, that's when we... His boss leans over, kind of thumbs his forehead or whatever in that angel smug way. And uh, we learn that Dean's boss has been Zachariah this entire time. And this whole thing was a complicated way for Dean to learn a lesson. <laughs> which, yeah. which, again, just underlines the point in giant red marker that angels are dicks. <laughs> like, yep. can't, can't have a conversation, have to steal all my memories from me, make, give me all fake memories, and then have me chase a dumb ghost throughout a fucking... Is the ghost even real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So this whole thing with yeah, I, I always wonder is this is this real or is this just all an illusion? Like yeah. every last drop of it, I don't know. Um, but this is a new angel. This is Zachariah. Uriel's gone, and Zachariah, who is Castiel's boss, mm-hmm. um, has has thrown himself into the fray. I do like that. Um, as soon as he gives Dean his actual memories back. Like, we get a, a change in color palette, like a color tone mm-hmm. change. Yep. So yeah, I thought that was the, really cool. This real bright, sunshiny, kind of um, comic booky commercial-style color uh, kind of drains out, and we're kind of back in this real-world, relatively gray, Vancouver-y. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's raining outside constantly, kind of kind of go color yeah. scale. But Zachariah did this, this all to prove to uh, Dean that... Um, he's, he's a hunter because that's what he is born to be. 
Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was, was never about John Winchester training him to be a hunter. It was never about God picking him to be a hunter. It's in his blood. It's who he is. It's what he would do even if it wasn't about anything. And that's what they want him to do. They want him to be the person that he is destined to be, which obviously flies into the face of the whole destiny thing. And mm-hmm. Dean even responds basically. It was like, you know, if I, if I could figure out how to do it, like I would stab you in the face, <laughs> which is a pretty <laughs> crazy threat to give like a boss of an angel. <laughs> yeah. That's some serious shit. It's it's intense. I I uh I forget who plays Zachariah. I think I wrote it down. Um yeah, Kurt Fuller. And you see this dude in everything. I think I'd sent you a DM. Autumn was um well this probably be out before that. Autumn's gonna guess on a podcast about this uh, movie called The Running Man and like he showed up in that, which is like an old fucking eighties movie. So mm-hmm. Dude, dude has a presence on the screen that I think dude gets really, really works for supernatural. Like he's he's very intimidating and angelic in a way that I like a lot. And that's really about it. Zachariah tells Dean that um, he's should enjoy his life because there's a lot worse fates, and that's closing ceremony. <laughs> yeah, that's it for this episode. We uh, we appreciate everybody listening. If you want to support the show, uh, follow us on Twitter, MOTWcast. Leave us an iTunes review. Uh, you can send in comments for our upcoming feedback episode, who I think I just booked the guest for. Uh, going to monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact to do all of that stuff. You can find me at JG Greer. You can find Chris at Local Bones. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. It's been a long one. Chris, say goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Later. Already out to a great start on this podcast. (laughs) Ten seconds into this podcast, and we're already having a really good time. I better hit record, dude. It's funny because like, like twenty seconds ago, I was in a miserable mood, and now, now you're into it. Well, yeah, I think I'm into it a little bit. I got a DM from a from a new listener. Mm-hmm. Um, shout outs to or say say or some say Cosm on Twitter. Uh, very, very nice oh, yeah. woman, and um, she she DM'd me and she goes, "So what's up with this stuff that's after the main episode? Like, do I need to listen to this?" And I was like, "Probably not." But also, here's a song about werewolf fucking that we made. <laughs> like, if you're if you want to see like the like the the pinnacle of all of our bullshit outtakes, like that's probably where you need to start. I'm pretty sure people are now listening for those more than our coverage of the show. <laughs> I know my wife is because she's straight up told me, uh, when we were planning on doing this yesterday, I had mentioned to her, I'm like, Hey, look, uh, Chris and I are going to do this. I want to watch game of Thrones tonight. We, it's three big episodes. Like we're going to have to deal with it. Like we're gonna have to deal with a lot. So like, we're probably not going to have a lot of, um, back and forth. I'm probably just going to get him into the episodes get him out of the episodes. Like we're just going to get into it and get out and we're going to do the podcast. And he, she's like, no, 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 you can take your time. I'll stay up. We can watch game of Thrones late. You, you, you guys chat. You guys have a conversation. Okay, cool. My, it's my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, thanks. Donna. It is, the two, I mean, the, the two and a half hours before that is bullshit. But. Yeah. All the, all the editing and everything that goes into it. The notes we take. All of the notes that we take. And
Chris, I literally said earlier to my sister, I was like, I'm not ready to talk about honks right now. She's like, what? I was like, my honks. Sam and Dean. Because she used to watch Supernatural. She was like, oh, I was like, clearly you haven't listened to a single episode of the podcast. <laughs> she need to really get on this. Sister, what the hell? Was, was it the sister with the big hands? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember that? I know. Was, what did uh, I say? No, no, it was some picture of your family that popped up on oh. Facebook. And it's <laughs> yeah, your, dad, yeah, yeah, your yeah. dad from the other side. But it just, yes. it just looks like she has enormous hands. <laughs> it is. It was, in fact, her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn asked what you were doing tonight. I was like, yeah, he's having dinner with his sister and his family or something. And she's like, the sister with the big hands? It's like, yep, sister yep, with the big yep. hands. Both of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I remember one day, it was, I don't remember how old I was. I was obviously a teenager. She was super hungover and was like, Chris, I need you to go and get me food. I need you to go to the store and just get me like a burger or something greasy. I just, help me. And I was like, yeah, fine, but... On one condition, you're going to watch Supernatural. And I gave her the DVD. And she was like, yeah, fine, dude, fine. I'll just stay in bed and watch this. I don't please, care. Please, please. But then she watched like the entire first season that, that weekend. Nice. She was like, this show is really good. <laughs> Extremely nice. You saw you saw Wonder Woman, right? She's like the dude secretary in Wonder Woman. She's like, I didn't character. see Wonder Woman, but I still know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> she was in the trailer, so I figured you knew. All right. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't let me in the theater because of uh, feminism. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I'm just Sucks. kidding, guys. I love feminism. It's just it's just hard being a man nowadays, especially it's a so- white guy that likes it's girls. Seriously. <laughs> what the hell? I've... <sighs> Equality. Equality. I don't, know I don't know what I'm getting at. I think that they should... I think all movies critics should be all women from now on just to, just to fuck with everybody who's upset by it. Dude, like... <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Like, <laughs> just like, don't let dudes be on the internet for a week. That, that seems yeah. like a great idea. Like, that would be yeah. so great. Also, uh, I'd get so much more done. Just also, as a bonus. Also, they don't get to vote to take away everybody's health care like they did today. Yeah, that'd be podcast sick. dating. That <laughs> in case you're wondering what's happening in our world, mm-hmm. I had the shittiest day today. Are you gonna tell me about it? It's. It, I mean, it's just a bunch of little things that add up to like a super shitty day. But yeah, I um, feel you. But I so like no, I'm not. But also like, I ended up having like a fantastic dinner with my girl. So I, that's great. And, it, and now I'm now I'm talking about my hunks with my boy, and I'm yeah. having a great time. So yeah, I I mean I have most most of my human interaction today is mm-hmm. this. I talked to Steve a little bit, but I was too busy to really you know take a break at, at work. So you know one of those. Jess has been at work all day. I haven't spoken to her today. My family, they were just, you know, they were talking a lot of shit, so I was just sitting there just sipping on some champagne. Um, oh, good. We're, so, we're, we're, we're both a little keyed up for this podcast, then. Like, yeah. we're both, we're both yeah. a little lit. You've been drinking champagne. Yeah. I've been drinking yeah. Sapporos at the Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, nice. I like those a lot. Let me, uh, th- like, I can't share this on social media because he tells me not to, but the owner of the Vietnamese place told me, like, he had a new dish for us. Oh. So I'm going to text that business to you. It's a uh, duck french fries. Duck What? Yeah, check this business out. Oh my god, my internet's slow. What is happening? Here it goes. What? Yeah, that's some yo. Like, what? That dude just like that's makes stuff, and then like is, is, he's like, text me when you're coming. I've got something I want to try out on you, and I'm like, okay, that's that's. That looks great. very good. Have I not showed you more dishes? Like I, I can show you more. My, no. my dude, my dude is my dude is amazing. How do we already have six photos shared between this text? <laughs> it's been one day. 
Chris and I, Chris like and I have finally, we have finally broached the the final frontier in friendship, which is exchanging phone numbers so we can text yeah. with each other. And uh, I immediately just spammed his phone with nothing but skeleton pictures. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah, Twitter was just like I'm like every time I go on Twitter, I get like a little bit more angry, and I like I'm too. I do I don't don't put this in the outtakes. But. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we we kind of have a line on this whole fixing death thing, so we might want to. Hold on one second for me. Okay. It's not plugged in. What, um, what, what cord is important? <laughs> Hold on. I need to do this. Hold on, Chris. Okay. Sorry, I thought this would be, like, super easy. I'm sorry. Jeremy, what could you be doing right now? What could you be up to? <laughs> Don't tell me when you come back. I just want to wonder. I want the mystery to stay alive. Oh, he's still gone. Well, that was just a comedy of errors. Okay. I don't want to know what it was. Okay, cool. Save it for the outtakes. Um, Save it for the outtakes. So we find silence to go pee because I have to pee really bad. I just didn't want to interrupt you before. Oh yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Be right back. Welcome to ASMR Hour from Jeremy Greer, and today we'll be talking about supernatural. If you guys ever wondered. What kind of underwear Dean wears? I haven't. I know for a fact. He doesn't. What else do you guys wonder about Supernatural? Comment on this video. Subscribe to my channel. YouTube.com slash Supernatural ASMR underscore Jeremy. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer, I'll be glad to. We have one right here from Sam Lover 69 Welcome back, Sam Lover 69 I appreciate your support. Sam Lover 69 has been with us from the beginning. He asked, What's the deal with Sam's hair? It's a good question. I don't. I've never been able to answer that. His hair is just, it's just hair, you know? That's what matters. See you next time, listeners. Okay, I'm back. Cool. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, let's take a quick break. I need some water. Okay. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Never open myself this way. Is on. So they have they have lore on the on the Dean's leather jacket. I wonder what other like random item of of supernatural fame. Supernatural. I'm gonna Google it. We'll find out. Supernatural. Oh, I spelled supernatural wrong. Supernatural. Uh, let's, what should I search, guys? Items. TV. I'm gonna type in TV just so everybody knows I'm in the TV show. 
Supernatural merchandise? No. Okay. What's a good... Not like the Colt. Like, that, that's too... The Impala. Very important, but still. Wait, let's talk about Dad's journal. I bet that's pretty funny. Okay. John's journal. So, Jeremy, if you if you wouldn't mind, like, laying in some, like, like ominous, like, moody, overproduced piano, like I'm on the, the lore podcast, um, make it, yeah, just make it seem like I'm really self-interested. Um, just a couple, like, maybe, like, the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack, just some, just some moody piano, whatever you find, make it moody. John's journal is one of the iconic items in Supernatural. It provides an invaluable source of information about supernatural creatures and lore, and it's a symbol of the Winchester's family business. Journal keeping appears to be a hunter's tradition. Other hunter's journals include those kept by Samuel Colt, Moish Campbell, what the fuck does that say? It looks like my last name. Daniel Elegance, Bobby Singer, Gordon Walker, and Joe Harville. The journal was originally purchased by Henry Winchester, John's father, to use in documenting the knowledge he gained as one of the men of letters. It couldn't have just been a fucking regular journal. It had to be one passed down from father to son. It couldn't be one that he purchased at Barnes & Noble. It had to be one passed down from father to son. <laughs> Welcome back, Jeremy. Hey, Chris. What's going on, man? Glad you're keeping it real. <clears throat> My name is Chris, and this is Lore. <laughs> this is, are you stealing the Lore Hunters gimmick? Yeah, you're going to have a lot of... Uh, I'm sorry, Hey everyone, it's Jeremy. I've had three beers, and I'm having a great time editing this episode. I just wanted to let you know, the conversation continues after all of that soft piano music, but it gets into some spoiler territory. If you're not comfortable hearing about stuff from that happens in the show after season four, you may want to tune out now, but if you just can't help yourself, then just let it ride. I want to hit you with the... This is how we're, we're going to warm up with this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hit you with the little thing I like to call the super quiz. Super AKA, quiz, aka the supernatural quiz featured uh, in this month's Comic Con TV guide. Yeah, yes. I saw my hunks at the at the supermarket, and I thought, uh, Jess, you wait here. Let me go get my hunks. <laughs> Stay right here in the Just ice wait cream line, aisle, please. <laughs> I'm going to go to the magazine rack. You stay right here so I know how to find find you when I come back. They had uh, they had some other show on the cover because there's, there's like four different covers for this, mm-hmm. and I saw one like in the in the uh, the checkout line that we were in, and I was like, oh, I wish they had the the supernatural one. I'm looking, around, I'm like, I don't see it anywhere. I'm like, wait, there's a magazine aisle at the supermarket. So <laughs> I just hold on, Jess, I'll be right back. My hunks need me. So I, I I sauntered over and I found it right away. It was the last one, so but I took it because I needed it. What is this quiz all about? What are we do, What are we doing? Am so I, is there it is which supernatural character. Am I? Is it which supernatural character I would marry? Oh, what, what I doing? wish. No, it's like it's trivia. It's like get the right answer. Oh, dude, I do. Ooh, man, I might not be good at this. I've really so, only studied up on seasons one through four, as you might. That's know. What I was thinking. I should just ask you the first four questions. Okay, but like that's short. So I'll start with the first four, and then mm-hmm. and then maybe we could do like a spoiler section. And okay. see if you can yeah, answer yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put a little spoiler warning. Actually, I don't have to put a spoiler warning. Like, hey, look, we're going to talk about some spoilers. Like, that's what's going to yeah. happen. This is all out. When I say when I say season five, when I said a season five question, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the yep. listener. That's your turn to skip forward. Yep. Or you know, you put this at the very, very end. This will be the outtakes. last. This will be the last outtake. Mm-hmm. Unless no you sweat. say something really funny when I get up and go get a glass of water, and I want to put it over that music. In which case, that oh, will true. be the last outtake. True. Otherwise, anyway, this I'll will give be you, the last outtake before music. Yeah. Okay. So you ready for the super quiz? I'm ready for the super quiz. Um, 
Okay, season one. What did John Winchester tell Dean was the best way to pay for their monster hunting trips? <laughs> I mean, I guess credit card fraud. But that's right. That's that's correct. That's the answer. Okay, good. Yeah. Scamming credit cards. <laughs> good. Okay. Uh, it's important to the worst dad. He's the worst dad. Also, the picture that they used of him is really funny. I'm going to send it to you. Um, but it's it's funny because the wording that they use is important as well. It's not just about. You can get the right answer, that's fine, but knowing the wording is, is important. Do we have a panel of judges just made up of our former guest on the show, Jonan? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Audrey. <laughs> so, judges? okay, ready for season two? <laughs> yep, I'm into it. Why did Hunter Gordon Walker mm-hmm. want to kill Sam? Oh, because they called the cops on that dude. <laughs> is there oh. another reason? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What was the original reason? Um, because he blamed Sam for the apocalypse. Because Sam, Sam let all Sam the demons w- to hell. Sam was one of the quote-unquote special children. Oh, I mean, yeah, but oh, I guess he did know yeah. that beforehand. He did know about some some demon blood shit. You, yeah, you were, yeah, you were kind of right. I mean, I wasn't wrong. You weren't wrong. But Gordon Gordon had a lot of reasons to not like Sam Winchester. <laughs> half half credit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm one point five up out of two. I'm, yeah, I'm into that. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Okay. Number three. Oh wow! Uh, this this three. picture of uh, Daddy Winchester is hilarious. It's like it's he's kind of. He's kind of giving me lazy bedroom eyes. Like, yeah, we can it's do it, but I'm not going to participate a whole lot. It's like they took a screenshot, like, mid-eye roll, like when he was turning into yellow eyes or something, like, as the, the yellow eyes were coming over. Like, that's when they took it. Okay, season three. Season three. Name the household staple artifact that thief Bella Talbot used to find Gordon Walker for the Winchesters. What household item did she use? That's... Okay. Household staple artifact. That's different than a household item. A household staple artifact that Bella used to find Gordon Walker for the Winchesters. I am drawing a complete blank. It's not a basketball. Hold on. It's not a basketball. Thank you. Is it bigger than a bread box? No. Um, It's not a DVD player. Let me me, me work through this because I don't... She had... Because it was such a quick thing because season three was so rushed and... right. How would Bella communicate with? They people? just had to find her. Like, oh wait, wait a minute. What household stable item? Because she, she she just did she just pick up the phone and call the dude and say like yeah he's over there. That's how she found the Winchesters. That's how she found the Winchesters that for time. Gordon. But how did she do it the other way around? Oh man, I'm trying to remember the, the the chain of events here. Okay, so she worked with. What was this? Paint a picture of Bella for yourself. What is yeah, Bella? Yeah, this is what I'm deal? doing. I, I, I've got exactly. She's making out with Sam, which was something that she did a lot. I don't know. If oh, you for that. sure. <laughs> in <laughs> his <laughs> dreams, she was really. <laughs> thank you, Sam, for being in love with just one other human on the show. We thank appreciate you, that. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't remember this question. I don't. I don't she used a Ouija board. Well, okay. So the, number one, to talk she, to did, she definitely didn't use a Ouija board. <laughs> Because she definitely used she, a mystery board. <laughs> she uses her spirit board, but it says a Ouija board in here. And okay. that's not a household household staple item. You say household staple item, I think rice and salt. Right? right? Like a, they also, I mean, they do use the word artifact. So that's, you know, blame that one on TV Guide, not on me. I, I, would, I, would, season, I would say, like, what household board game, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monopoly. Uh, definitely Monopoly. Right. Season, season four. four. 
Mm-hmm. Dean Jensen Ackles <laughs> spent Thanks. four months. <laughs> Thank you, TV spent guy. four months being tortured in the underworld. Not yep. hell. They didn't want to print. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, they did. Okay. Spent four months being tortured in the underworld. How many hell years is that? Oh, that's that is uh, forty hell years. That's an easy one. That's so, an easy one. Something we find out in this season, uh, or at least this in these episodes that we're covering tonight, is that uh, John lasted for a hundred. Which yeah. Really makes it kind of he, like a like it's just John a, just, never even broke. He just busted out. He just straight up busted out. Like and and like went and saved his sons. Yeah. John Winster, terrible dad, great hunter. Just yeah, great just ghost, phenomenal hunter, great ghost. <laughs> Shitty dad, stellar ghost. <laughs> just at peak performance when he's non corporeal. All right. Uh, so this is from here on is spoilers, and I don't even know the answers to some of these. Okay. Um, so spoilers, so spo- spoilers, spoilers. So everybody listening is not caught up with the show in season 13. So basically, Eric, this is for you. <laughs> See yeah. Chocobo and on just, Twitter. Just FYI, like, like, this next one is a spoiler. Like, if you if you care about the show, you don't want to hear this. So, yeah. Not, so that let's, being let's, said. Let's do a beat. Let's do a beat. Let's do a, a, a couple of seconds of silence to do, like, a... Okay. Just give people, time, five. give people time to get across. So, that's all I'm that's saying. That's right. Season good? five. Mm-hmm. If y'all still with us, <laughs> this is on you now. Yeah, yeah. Season five. And after a night matters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> after a night of temptation, who did Dean kiss before she sacrificed herself to save him and his brother? Easy. Totally Ellen. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Joe. You made it with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this one. Well, that, I don't that's know how a you're huge get spoiler it. and a question, man. That's a big death. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's a big. That's an important death. It's a it's a large one. Everything else in here, you're like, yeah, okay, that's sure. But that one, that one's that was big. I like okay, how season season, we're going to be getting like I'm going to be getting less and less familiar with this as time goes on. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested in these questions. Yeah, I, I can't believe how few of these I actually know the answers to because I realize it's only the first five seasons that I've watched a million times. Mm-hmm. Like six and seven, I think I've seen twice each. I watched them when they were on, and then I watched them on DVD. And there's particular episodes that I used to rewatch when I was home drunk all the time. Sure. Uh, But yeah. So season six. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. What maritime disaster never occurred in the alternate reality in which Hunter Ellen is alive and married to Bobby? Stop. Stop. I got it. Titanic. You got it. Remember that episode. All right. Season seven. Ellen, why are you married to Bobby? That's too much. Because. I never met your husband in the show yet. I don't think he ever pops up, but like, yo, what are you doing? Don't marry Bobby. Old hunks. (laughs) Uh, Season seven. How does Sam warn Dean that witchy woman Maggie, Charisma Carpenter, um, is about to enter a home he's searching? That that was the uh, the Buffy episode they did. They had Spike Um, and, uh, what's her name on? I don't Cordelia. remember this. Yeah, I don't. Remember I don't remember this either. So he, Sam, triggers an, a car alarm, and that's what that's what saves Dean. See that one's like well, okay. Yeah, like Why that's, is that that's on a here? very like I don't even think we would talk about that on the episode. Like, right? Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he totally set off a car alarm. I um, He's, is that the reason that the witches alarm. are so popular? Why? Because they uh, because they're um, Buffy characters. Yeah. No, it was just that one episode. Oh, because there's like that 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 couple witch, right? Like the the witch couple. Excuse me. Yeah, that's them, right? I don't know. I'm not. I thought they up. popped up several times. Oh, maybe they do. Um, I don't even want to read the rest of these because they're not very they're not fun. You know, I'm done. We're done. You're with done. This. We're done. Okay, that's fine. Spoilers are over, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hi. 
Can we talk okay. about how fucking Bobby Singer is in? Since we're in spoiler territory, we can talk about. The, let's. Just, I'm, I want to talk about oh that season God, thirteen right? trailer. Bobby Singer is like, in that season thirteen. That has to be purgatory or some like yeah. alternate dimension. He's, yeah, dressed like Nathan Drake, <laughs> just coming out of the coming out of purgatory. He's old Drake. <laughs> <laughs> the dude is straight up old Drake. What is, is going so on in that trailer? I don't. I didn't recognize a lot of people. Like there Neither were things I. happening. I'd- Sam was sat over a dead body. Dean was sat over a different dead body. And I was like, did they both have like wives in this season? <laughs> what? Like, what did I miss? How did that even come up? Also, I know that like everybody dies, but like I don't know who any of they are. Any of them are. The uh, the moment I liked how Dean got all the funny moments. By the way, that seems yeah. appropriate. Uh, when mm-hmm. he held up the post-it note that says "witch killing bullets," mm-hmm. man, that was like me and like I, I, I watched that. I watched that on my phone, and then later that day, I was like, "Autumn, you got to check this out." And I start playing it. She's like, "Is this another fan edit?" Like she's so tired of watching. <laughs> Is this one of Chris's videos? <laughs> <laughs> what, did Chris make this in Windows Movie Maker? And then immediately said, "No, all of the uh, all of the aspect ratios are right, and there's no watermarks." <laughs> So it can't be a Chris Mosier All of my watermarks say the WB, not even the CW. (laughs) Not even the CW, keeping it old school. But yeah, dude, he he holds up that post-it note that says witch-killing bullets, and it just fucking slayed me. I love it so much. I I started watching it at my desk, and I was like, I can't do this. It was later when I was on break. I was like, oh my god. And then I immediately watched that that scene of Dean, uh, like giving a speech i won't spoil it anymore uh could yeah. not believe it yeah yeah that's that that speech when we get to it in the show is going to be something pretty powerful we, i don't think it ever made it into the episode i did have you read that one time i don't think i actually yeah you did i don't think i included <laughs> that in the episode that time because i didn't want to do like a big spoiler thing but yeah, yeah yeah boy i think i actually have saved it i think i may have like a chris's dean speech dot mp3 in my monster oh, of the week folder <laughs> so i hope you have the one about the leather jacket saved too Y'all ready for this? Um, real, real quick, did you see the news on Wayward Sisters? Missouri? So, Missouri, number one. Super yeah. exciting. Very excited about that. Um, it, it, and it is Sheriff Joe. Or Sheriff... Yeah, Sheriff Joe, right? There's no way there's two characters named Joe. What's the chick's name? Is it not Sheriff Joe? It's Jody. Sh- Jody, Jody Mills. Jody Mills. Sheriff Mills. Yeah. And then it's the uh, daughter of Castiel's, like, human body. Yeah. Who I found extraordinarily obnoxious in the last couple of seasons that she's been popping up on. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, I'll... Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know. Yeah. Um, and then there's somebody that uh, Sam and Dean saved from a vampire thing, but is going to refuse to hunt, except until her people are threatened or some shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it's also... I think I uh, vaguely remember her. There's a, um, Sheriff Mills has a friend, um, that Sheriff Jody has a friend that is kind of popular. Well, like, she's like, she's like the, Is um, it the other cop? It's the other cop, yeah. It's like, yeah, I you know s- her. Yeah, yeah. And nothing else matters. 